Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by India Marie Paul and Katie Zutter. Here at Damsels in Dialogue, we support the LGBTQ plus community and all women because trans women are women. For our second season, we have wands at the ready and we'll be discussing the women of the wizarding world. This episode, for our final witch, we are discussing the lead heroine of the Harry Potter series and our favorite know-it-all, Hermione Granger. All right, friends, mm-hmm. ladies, gentlemen, them theys, non-binaries, <laughs> it is our last sponsored episode of yes. season two. So if you haven't been here before, we understand that talking about the wizarding world and the magic during spooky season will uh, behoove you to want mm-hmm. to purchase mm-hmm. some magical merch. And we would just like to direct you to some... Fun small businesses yes. to uh, support instead. So today, our final sponsor for this last episode of the podcast is the Hazel Society, magically inspired apparel that is made to order. You can check them out on Instagram at Hazel Society Shop and enjoy all their spooky fun merch that is very magical. And I did know on their Instagram they have some really cute sweaters, which would be really good for the season. But uh, yes, thank you so much for sponsoring our last witch. Yes, we're so excited to have you. It's all so pretty, and you definitely should check them out. You know, presents are gonna be need to be had soon as well. So well, today we dive into Hermione Granger. Woo! All right, before we dive into her, I wanted to ask you a question yes. because of the Golden Trio, the three main mm-hmm. characters of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry's two best friends and himself. They all go on big journeys, obviously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, Hermione changes the most in the books. In the movies, not mm-hmm. so much. But in the books, I feel like she has such a bigger mm-hmm. change and arc than mm-hmm. the boys do, particularly because of book one. That's fair. That's if fair. that I makes think sense. It does. It does. So I'm, I'm trying to think through like, I think Ron has a lot of like growing up that yeah, he does. They, you know, they know? totally all, all have um, some some good stuff. Yeah. I think I think thinking about the books and the first few books and where she jumps to, I think at the end of the series, she doesn't change as much. I really think no, it's that transition. No. She settles into herself and she gets yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I do From think I think when you're we right. Meet her. Yeah, it's from like, book one, like the first four <laughs> books, there's kind of like a, a, a gradual like peak up, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. of change. And then it levels out. I think, right. I think she figures yeah. herself out. And then, but yeah, and then the she's first, solid. Yes, yes. But the first, yeah, I rereading this first them, one, she has the biggest, I think, the biggest jump yeah, in the first book. Yeah, it, rereading the series, seeing where she starts, I was almost shocked. Thinking of like the movies and the, I knew those you a little work bit better. You work for that good Hermione reading you that book. Do. You work for her because she is such a snot and a brat. Yeah. In the beginning. <laughs> it's, yeah, the first few books I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're starting here. I have a lot of feelings. Uh, but yeah, that, that first book was a was rough for her as a character. Like it was, it was hard yeah. to like her and to want her to be a part of the bigger journey. <laughs> Yeah, and right. And Ron really helps, Mm -hmm. which is so funny. There's moments where Ron like makes her cry because one of his biggest faults is also one of his biggest strengths. He is Mm -hmm. very quick witted and has a very sharp tongue, which can make him highly entertaining and funny Mm -hmm. or incredibly hurtful. Yes. Um, 
Luna yes. says it the best and listen to our Luna podcast. Yes. But yes. Um, yeah, so there's moments where he makes her a little more endearing because mm-hmm. he will think of her as a human, especially later yeah. in the book. But like the beginning of it, it's like when you meet her, you have that you have the the, the, the famous opening where they're yeah. all on the train and she sits down and she's like, oh, we're doing magic. Yeah, let's see. You know, let's see. yeah, like it's like right away. She's already dressed. She's yep. looking for Neville's toad. But mm-hmm. it's very her. And that part was very whimsical because you didn't really get to know her yet. I know that sounds bad, but like you didn't yeah. get to know her yet. Like, yeah. just You saw these like snippets of this like intelligent. Like I've already read all the course books. Like, haven't you? <laughs> Weird. Yeah, she could have been a villain. Like she could have been an antagonist character yeah, just by that no introduction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Is this like a sweet girl trying to help this guy? Is this, or is she going to be annoying the entire uh-huh. like, series? Like be that person. You don't know. You yeah. truly don't know. And I yeah. think that was a really cool introduction. Yeah. For her. And something they added in the movies is when you meet her, Ron has something on his nose and she tells him. And then yeah. in the movies, at the end of the series, she has something on her face. That's cute. That he fixes. Yeah. That's real cute. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Going back to just Hermione. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, after that beautiful, beautiful opening where you're like, who is this girl? Yeah. Um, she immediately gets annoying. Yes, she does. She does. And, and you, it's hard to feel sorry for her. It's someone who just does, who tries too hard. I think, and- yeah, I think as a kid, when you read it, you don't unpack that. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, she's annoying. Yeah. But as an adult reading it, you're like, oh my gosh, this poor girl is not now this is not from harry and ron's point of view this yeah. is like you as, as an the adult, reader like analyzing yeah, yeah. it as yeah, a reader yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like okay this girl is a muggle was yeah. a muggle thought she was learned about this whole world and we hear nothing about if she ha- ever had friends prior yeah. to this so yeah. she may be a loner or maybe she was always i'm sure she was always this intelligent and this much mm-hmm. of a like succeeds Mm-hmm. at school which may have outcast her and now mm-hmm. she's further outcast by yeah. being literally a decade behind in this world so she's like desperately trying to prove herself yeah and from like that point of view there are moments where it's like okay i do feel bad for you like yeah she's trying to you know? fit in she doesn't have yeah. family in this world she's completely new to it and desperately trying to catch up and it's probably why she read so much like i'm sure it's yeah. trying to yeah. be a part of the world and know about it and right. she gets this really anxious to well there's, there's a lot of hints at ambition in her and a lot yes. of it is I know she's a Gryffindor and she talks mm-hmm. a bit later about Ravenclaw being considered, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of Slytherin tendencies in what she does, especially in the first, in the other books, not, mm-hmm. a, but in the first few books, everything she does is based on getting something out of it. Like there's, there's yeah. a want of she approval, validation. Glory. She wants the glory mm-hmm. for it. The reasoning for not doing something is never, it's the wrong thing to do. It's you'll lose house points. That's the reason. <laughs> like it's, you'll break the rules. You'll break the rules. And we'll all get in trouble or we'll mm-hmm. get expelled. It's not, this is the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of ambition in her from the beginning. And I do think oh, it yeah. stems from like an, an anxiety or like oh, a nervousness. Totally. Totally. I'm sure she was a know-it-all at her old school too. Oh, yeah. But I think yeah, it gets yeah, yeah. heightened when you're added yes. into this magical new world. So that way you do feel oh bad gosh, for yeah. her. Like who hasn't at some point cried in the bathroom? Like you, you understand yes. that. Yeah. I wish you would have let Pavardi and Lavender help her. Yeah. Can you imagine how different that would have been? Yeah. It would have been a completely different book series. I I literally wrote down so many times where she tries to act mature, but Mm -hmm. comes off as insecure and childish instead because she is so nervous. And 
Pavardi and Lavender trying to reach out and her not taking anything from them. Mm-hmm. She's constantly, and I don't know, I, I feel like this is unintentional. I feel like mm-hmm. she just has no concept of self-awareness and can't mm-hmm. read the room mm-hmm. because she often does things like, for example, when she's on the edge of her seat, looking desperate to prove that she wasn't a dunderhead. Like, yeah. <laughs> Raises her hand, even though someone else was called on. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Standing up in the class. Yes. Like just being rude. She does not, truly does not realize. Yes. That she is being crazy. Right? Yeah. Like a or, lot. Or or being a lot. A lot. Right. A lot. Yeah. Better, totally. Yeah. 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 She's being a lot. She's being a little too much. She is not reading the room, which is so funny to me that she has written as somebody who doesn't understand people at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But her, to use a D&D term, yeah. passive perception is oh, yeah. insane. She's mm-hmm. almost always the first person to notice things that aren't yeah. in direct line of sight. Yes. Like noticing the trapdoor under Fluffy mm-hmm. when they get locked in there. What? Yeah. Oh, you, you can you can read you, the dust on the floor, but you can't read a person. But yeah. That, you know, yeah. it's good to give her faults. But yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> if you walk into a room and there's a three headed dog in the room, I'm not looking yeah. at the floor. Some of those moments did feel in the writing like, oh, I need this to happen. We're yes. going to give it to Hermione. Yes. She Mrs. Weasley had this a little bit, but mm-hmm. Hermione had the most. And yeah, a lot of times it was backed up. You know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of times where she brings up Hogwarts history a lot. Hogwarts a history. So it's, many I mean, things in that, that book. book? I yeah, like it's probably um, like a huge volume with all the random yeah. information that is That's inside what I want. Book. Like, where's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there's like sometimes where it backs it up, but other times where it feels forced. Luckily, yeah. this like really high perception mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. does read to me as a little more organic because it happens mm-hmm. constantly. She always yes. is the one to like visually see things. Yes. And and maybe it's because she's not as people. She's not as focused on the people in the room. Yeah. Well, that's that's what it is. There are moments where she has so much insight into what someone else is feeling instead of us getting a scene of the person telling us how it feels. That's right. when it feels exposition-y and not yeah. organic. But yeah, the perception and stuff is just a cool, yeah. her peripheral is on point. Right, right, right. She is yeah. she is analyzing the room immediately. Yep. She yep. is not mm-hmm. seeing how you're feeling about it. Yes, you know yes. exactly, exactly. <laughs> we do love that line. After after that, with the the fluffy, and mm-hmm. they get back, and mm-hmm. it's a disaster. And she shouldn't have been there to begin with. She was super yep. weird and followed them out. That yep. felt very much like Hermione just needed to be there so she could yes. see things. Yes, because like there was no reason for her to follow them out. Mm-hmm. Like, what on earth would she do <laughs> if they were all caught? Out yeah. and she was like, "Well, I told them not to. Well, you're you're there too. You're there too. Um, yes." But it did give us one of the best lines in the entire series, which is, "Well, now I'm going to go to bed before he gets us killed, or worse, expelled." expelled. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that is yep. Which is really the worst possible thing for yes. Hermione, mm-hmm. and it, that that's oh, yes. consistent. That's pretty consistent oh, up until like the last book. And then, yeah, yeah. then we go to like the death being the worst, yes, but like yes. expelled is the worst possible thing. Yes, <laughs> which I love. That's a great trait. Oh yeah, like, that's, that's, that's so fun. Yeah, it keeps her priorities. And honestly, that being her biggest priority makes her so different than yeah. Ron and Harry because. Failing her test is the worst thing that's ever happened to her. Oh my God. When she gets anxiety over exams multiple yeah, times in different books. Yeah. And that's the worst Oof. thing that's ever happened to her. Yeah. It's not It's not Ron who's lost multiple family members to Voldemort. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's not Ron who has 
piles of family members left to lose. Yep. It's not Harry who has no family and is an orphan and lives in an abusive household. They have so much more to lose. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the worst thing that's ever happened to her is, yeah. oh no, what if I fail a test? And that does, in a way, make her more relatable in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Then, I don't know um, what it feels like to others. be shoved under a, a staircase my whole life. Yeah. You know? I don't, like, I don't, like, yeah. I don't know what it's like to be an orphan. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be in yeah. constant fear and be called like being yeah. called blood traitors and all these yeah. kinds of things. So in that way, she does bring a different sense of yeah. reality yeah. to the group, which I do enjoy. And it is set very initially because school is like her big thing. Yeah. And that's why it's so cool when the troll happens. That mm-hmm. moment is so powerful for all of them and I dislike it in the movie. It discredits everyone mm-hmm. a lot because the whole point in the books so for those who haven't watched both in the books and in the movies Ron says something a little too loud one of those moments where he can be mean and she cries and runs off to the bathroom. That happens yep. in both. Then as they're, they find out there's a troll mm-hmm. they do both run to the bathroom. Now, Ron is the one who goes, oh my gosh, she's in there. We have to yeah. go. Yeah. They run over there. Uh, I think it may be Harry in the movies. And they run in there. And in the movies, Hermione is still like completely with it and talks Ron through the the spell. Yeah. Leviosa. Yes. So she yes, ends, like, like yes. is totally calm. Mm-hmm. I mean, nervous, but calm, talks him through it, helps him through it, and then mm-hmm. goes, they escape. Mm-hmm. That is not how it happened in the books. And no. I think how it happens in the movies discredits what they built towards in the books because she did go from, I mean, she's terrible. She literally, she's like, oh, I suppose it's, you think it's a reward for breaking the rules, having that broomstick, Harry. Like she's yeah. just a stick in the mud Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. She's super just like not reading the room. Yeah. Makes people uncomfortable, makes people frustrated. So when in the books when harry still jumps on him sticks his wand up his nose does all that but ron of his own volition does that with the trolls club and everything and knocks out the troll while hermione is motionless in fear yeah Mm -hmm. which is very her that's yeah that is like she she is a long term planner. She is not a quick th- thinker, and that's fine. Yeah. They mm-hmm. need that in that group. Ron yes, and they Harry do. Desperately, someone need needs to plan. Someone <laughs> needs to do that. Yeah, they are, like yeah. someone. Yeah, they, she thinks ahead, and they yeah. don't. But that's why she needs them. They are much quicker thinkers. Yeah, last minute, her being so scared, and these two boys coming in and saving her. For her to come out of her silence and fear and the first thing she says is McGonagall, it was me and lies to McGonagall. It makes that friendship, it makes that moment of the three of them who know what happened. Yeah. To be like, oh my gosh, this this is the olive olive branch. And And it gets her somewhere to go. It gets her somewhere to go because she becomes someone who is able to face down some really horrific things. Yeah. So to start in the completely petrified before she gets right. petrified yeah, stayed, yeah, yeah that's a really big growth it's, to see it's in super her big yeah. yeah and and there's this beautiful line at the end of it where it's like after they go home or they go back to their their rooms and then hermione joined the group after because that's just yeah what you do after you fought a troll together you yeah. know yeah like it's one of those moments that really pulled them together and mm-hmm. for them to come there and then her to extend the olive branch i don't know it was it like you said it's a beautiful yeah. Yeah. start to her progression and yeah. to the trio starting to use their strengths with each other because they 
definitely all have different yeah. purposes. <laughs> For sure. For In sure. The trio. And she isn't typically like the frontline fighter as much as she is using spells mm-hmm. to manipulate situations or to get around different things or to solve puzzles. Why Ron is good at chess and she's not. Yeah. She sees the big picture way far out, whereas Ron can assess the situation as it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. And that's like such a cool dynamic Mm -hmm. for the friend group. Yes. I do enjoy that you start to get to see her a little bit after you... You don't get a whole lot of her because the the troll, it does take a little bit for that to happen. Yeah. It is set up that she goes home for the holidays with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is where she gave them the um, Birdie Bots beans and the chocolate frog. Yeah. But still, it's like stuff. She's thinking more of others and you can see that little bit of like where she's starting to learn how to have friends, if that makes sense. Yeah, that she also needs other people because she definitely needed someone to help her in that situation. So I think it's opening herself up to also need others around her. Which is nice. Yeah. It's, it's, she may be so used to, because she's also an only child, which, fun fact, she originally wasn't supposed to be. She's supposed to have a younger sister. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It was just like literally forgot to write about her and was like, ah, it's too late. Oh, now she's an only child. Yeah. (laughs) She's written like an only child. She totally is written like an only child. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it totally reads. So her like slowly learning how to be friends is kind of cool. I love that the boys are like, we think it's very good for her that she always loses at chess. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the they only know. thing she loses at. And that, that's that's good for her. Yeah. I love that they already know like she needs to, uh, needs a little failure in her life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and she doesn't ever seem upset about it, which is so no. interesting to me because she does get very frustrated very quickly about things that she doesn't just immediately yes. get. But throughout the series, she is seen playing chess with one of them. Keep trying. Like yeah. just casually. Yeah. So she's still playing and not frustrated. Yeah. Which, I mean, you're right, boys. I think that is very good for her yes. because it does get frustrating in some moments later books that we'll talk about. Yeah. That she does get incredibly frustrated to the point of hindering others. Yes. That she doesn't get something right away and somebody else does. So I do enjoy that chess humbles her in a great way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I guess just to finish up book one, because yeah. it is it is pretty short. She, yeah, these are all short in the beginning here. I do love this is something that's not in the movies as well that is in the books. Mm-hmm. So in the movies, she does not have really a big thing to do to find the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. They changed that up a little bit. I did Mm -hmm. want to mention some things that I miss that didn't happen, in particular with Hermione. They kept most of Ron's things. They did, yeah, yeah. Um, But not Hermione's. And I get why. It's not as exciting to watch what Hermione does. Yeah. But one of my favorite moments that I had completely forgotten about is when they they get down there and (laughs) the two boys are stuck in the herbology professor's Yes, the devil snare, yeah. And so... She goes, she's trying to think about what to do. And then she's like, oh, light, like fire. I could make a fire, but there's no wood. This is also a beautiful full circle moment because she says this and Ron yep. literally screams at her. He's like, are you not a witch? Like, like what? Are you yeah. Like, do you not create? Did you not what? set a teacher on fire in this book? Right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yep. So that is just very funny because then Ron does it. Later, yeah, in the end of the books, he does the same thing where he's yeah. about to do something, and she's like, "Excuse you." Yeah, so that's that's a cute thing that I was kind of bummed that they put yeah. in there. Yeah, uh, or that they took out because yeah. it would have taken what just great, as much time. Yeah, and that's so funny. Yeah, and it reminds you that she's a muggle. That she's like were, thinking she was, very, she was, she lived yeah, in thinking that world. very muggle wise on how to solve yes. the situation. Yeah, it makes sense. This is her first, like you said, she has 
a lot to grow, a lot of things yeah. to do to get yeah. better at that skill. Yeah. And so for this first one to be like her default is muggle yeah. life. Like yeah. that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. And the other thing that uh, we miss, which is very cool. And there are very few moments that Hermione is impressed by professors. Mm -hmm. She is in awe of them. Do yeah. not get me wrong. Yeah. She is in awe of them. She will do anything they say. She is so thrilled to yes. impress them. Yeah. But there are a few few times that professors take her breath away for a second and so after chess mm -hmm. they do leave ron they decide that he'll be safe there and there's nothing they can do for him now anyway yeah they go into the next chamber there are flames on either side of different colors and a line of bottles mm -hmm. uh, and hermione deduces that it is a logic test it has oh, nothing so to do good. with magic yep one bottle will take them forward one bottle will take them back mm -hmm. and and harry's like oh can you do it she's like oh yeah of course just give me a minute yeah and she's like truly in awe. She's like, and this is Snape's yeah. thing. And she's like, this is brilliant because so many, so many wizards rely so heavily on their magic yeah. that they do not hone their logic skills. Mm -hmm. And so she, she was like, this is, I mean, this is absolutely brilliant. Yep. And she does. She succeeds. They find out there is only enough to get through the front for like one person, the mm -hmm. forward one. So she shows that one to Harry, takes very confidently the one to go back has plenty. So he'd be able to get back later along mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. And they do do that. I understand why they didn't cut it or the, why they cut it from the movies. Mm -hmm. It's not that exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. But I did want to say that in the podcast because I think it's a very cool thing. It's interesting for Hermione. Like in this moment really of just like cool. chaos, she's like, wow, this is cool. Well, like, yeah, like it's, like it's, she nerded about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really cool because it's a reminder that witches and wizards have a flaw because of their reliance on magic. Mm -hmm. That she has a, an advantage by being a muggle for a moment just because she doesn't have all the, the tricks yeah. to get through life. Truly, so I think truly. it's a really cool moment to realize that there are other skills you also need <laughs> in yeah, the yeah. world other than magic. <laughs> Um, so I do appreciate that. And it is cool to see her geek out over a puzzle. Like, that's just great. Yes. And it's a, just a deadly puzzle, which makes it yes. funny. Because right, if you right, take right. the wrong one, someone could instantly die. They could yeah. burn horribly in the flames. Like, there's just so <laughs> many things could go wrong if she gets this wrong. And she's 11. So, yeah. you know. But, she's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, just potential death ahead of us right now. Ooh, puzzle. It's just oh. great. It's great. <laughs> And she has the hug. She yeah. hugs him. And yeah. like you, you get to that moment where we are slowly seeing that she's a girl. Yeah. It takes a long time. I know this sounds dumb, but Hermione, and I don't know if this is like the era it was written, mm -hmm. but Hermione sometimes comes off as like against, against being feminine. Showing femininity and yeah, being a tomboy um, or rejecting femininity. Right, right. Yeah. Which is totally fine. But it's mm -hmm. nice to see a little bit of yeah. that comfortable with hugging them and showing mm -hmm. that affection yeah because she does appreciate them and she yeah. the girl gets friends she hasn't yeah. had friends all year yeah i do appreciate and then she that gets tops the class yeah well you know like you do book one we yeah. we see we need it mm -hmm. <laughs> to we see do. how far she comes yes you know because that is definitely a big setup for her desperately trying to prove herself mm -hmm. to finally when we get to that last book where it's it's not about proving herself yeah and it's just about keeping her friends alive yes. and doing what needs to be done. Yes. Which is a really cool journey. It is. It, that's what it, the books have a much deeper journey than the movies. The movies made her complete right away. And yeah, she, she had yeah. nearly no flaws. Yeah. I mean, both Hermione's I think are great, mm -hmm. but these are also two characters. And I say two characters because I truly think they're, they are two separate characters. Yeah. Book Hermione and movie Hermione are not the same person. I agree. 
That's why I think I think movie Hermione did not show off her snotty. I think they they were afraid of making her so unlikable, <laughs> but she is in yeah. the books. So but like, she is. That's yeah. the whole thing. They made her a very likable version of herself and very unflawed. Which mm. I mean, when you're working with kid, there's a whole bunch of factors that probably go into that. But I agree. I think they're two very different people. So it is cool to go back and read it and just see how much <laughs> your initial reaction to her in book one as an adult is like, ooh. I wow, would not you are have liked trying you. very hard. <laughs> like, oh no. Oh honey, like calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool to see her grow. But then in book two, yeah. the Chamber of Secrets, there's a large chunk where she's petrified. Yes. It's yes. like Ron's um, spotlight, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They book. each kind of get a little spotlight in the beginning yeah. of these books. And and the second one for sure is Ron and the third yep. one is Hermione. So there still was a decent bit of her at the beginning, mm-hmm. but not as much. I mean, we do have her little crush on Lockhart, which cracks yeah, me up. So real she's not, cute. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> super funny, you know, her not wanting to like give back the note that's signed. Yeah. Or like sending him a Valentine. And, yes. uh, and like Ron is just oh. like not jealous because I don't think. No, Ron not has yet. Those, no. I don't think they have no. this feelings for each other yeah. yet. Yeah. But like Ron is just like. Is yeah. that really you? Like, are yeah. you for real? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, it's so... Yeah. yeah. It's, her going through that tween crutch on yes. the teach. Oh, so cute. And it, it makes yeah. her so likable after yeah. her first book. So it's, right. Oh, totally. Yeah. Only thing that bothered me about Lockhart is she yeah. was so blind to how... Yeah. I, ig- like, she was so ignorant for all yeah. his actions. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, girl. Ooh. Yeah. Which makes for some comedy, but also, like, is a little bit of a stretch for me, for her. At for some point... how much yeah. it's... I agree. Yeah. It's, at some point, it's too far. Yeah. Something else about mm-hmm. this that I did enjoy as well mm-hmm. is because so many times we forget that Hermione is muggle-born because she is so worldly and because the author needs someone to, to yes. tell them something. Yes. And so Hermione will know it, right? But I did enjoy... Now, this is different than the movies as well that I did not like about the movies. Mm-hmm. In the books, Hermione does not know what the word mudblood means. Yes. She she does she say, like, it. it must yeah. have been bad yeah. because, like, the way Malfoy said it and, like, yeah. Ron's just, like, vis- visceral reaction yeah like how would she know (laughs) they're not gonna put that in a textbook no in the movies she does in the movies she does know it's more fun to watch her learn that that. yeah yes and and it makes giving that to hermione takes away how Mm -hmm. much ron cares for her before they're even Mm -hmm. close to being in a relationship like this is like pre-feelings this is just this is my friend friendship and you just said the worst possible thing you could say to her and shows that Ron is the expert of the wizard. He has lived yes, it. Yes, because he is. He the is. Expert. Oh my god, <laughs> he Let knows what's the happening. Expert. So yeah, I think that moment in the movies is done a an injustice by her knowing what it means for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, it was nice in the books to see her so innocent and like. Yeah. One of the few moments, it was one of the few True. moments that she like read the room and was like, "Let's go." Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy, someone describes her, she is someone that behaves as though she has swallowed a textbook. I think that was a really cute mm-hmm. little like description oh, of her. Uh, Do you have another description? Because I have a description I don't like of her. Ooh, no, you go, you go. This is a different comment. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, okay. Then going off of your description, yeah, yeah. that one is beautiful. Yeah. This one, I was a little confused rereading this as an adult. Okay. Hermione was written as this like very feminist character trying to break stereotypes, then why do you keep using the word bossy to describe her constantly? Yes. 
Yeah. That is a word that we are trying not to use because a, a strong-willed woman is not bossy. We are just standing up what, for yeah. what we believe in. Like that yeah. is not Passionate. being bossy. Yeah. That is saying I would like what I ordered or that I, yeah. like, you know, I yeah. do whatever. Yeah. Like, standing up like, for yourself is like bossy yeah. has come this like negative, almost demeaning characteristic yes. trait as like, oh, you're kind of either of crazy women. or you're, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a really bad word. And I think by then it was still a bad word. Like when I was think written. so. Yeah. I think bossy was still like, oh, bossy little girls. Yeah. Strong boys, bossy girl, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, why? Yeah, that's why do you keep using that word? So that was kind of disappointing to me. Yeah. Um, so I much prefer yours. Yeah. This just all the textbook. I'm like, that's kind of a cute, perfect description. I love that she, I just wrote capitals, yes. When Malfoy is on the team and she was the one who spouts, no one on the Gryffindor team had to buy their way in. Yes. I was like, yes. That she doesn't is get those gross. very often. Yes. Those like quick-witted things. Mm-hmm. So when she does, you're like, mm-hmm. get it, girl. Yes. Get yes. It. And her and Malfoy's relationship is so interesting when uh, rereading the books. So, <laughs> yes. so. Yes. The amount of Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger fanfic out There's there. There's so much. <laughs> there is so much. Yeah. It is It is very, very... But of course, a lot of people when you're young, you put yourself in the shoes of Hermione Granger. You want yeah. that, and then you want the bad boy. Oh, yeah. You want the so, enemies yes. to lovers trope mm-hmm. that come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. That is, that is a yeah. huge fanfic. Yeah. Because anytime her and Draco come together, he usually calls her a mudblood, and she... At some point, either ignores that or it's at a bad time because she ends up like hitting him. And it's like there's like so many anytime that they specifically interact, it's really dramatic and biting. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a fun world to see the the, the muggle and the pure blood crash, you know. So that's that's a fun relationship that that has great moments as the the story continues. Well, and their intelligence, too. Yes. Malfoy, it's insinuated that Malfoy is second in class. Yes. There's there's a lot at stake for Malfoy. Yeah. That isn't necessarily at stake for her, but mm-hmm. she still rises to the occasion. Yeah. And I do love that about her. Well, can you imagine Draco going home and them realizing a muggle is first in class? Oh, they had that conversation. Yeah. Like that's they have that conversation mm-hmm. in Diagon Alley. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. Draco, Draco's father talks to him and is like, I'm sorry, you're being beaten by a mudblood? By her? That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, I, that tension is good. That's that's good conflict anytime that they mm-hmm. come together in the series. But I did yeah, like her yeah. little biting remark to I him. like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> I also enjoy in this book that's not in the movies, and I get it, Bins yeah. would have been boring in the movies. Yes. I get it. Yeah. But she does talk to Bins, which is potentially the first time anyone has ever asked him a question. Yes. Possibly in life and death. Yes. And ever since <laughs> <laughs> and just berate like keeps asking until yeah. he tells them about the chamber of secrets and that cracks me up that whole yeah. moment of her just being like you will tell us like that was yeah. her just like stubborn Bold, will to be like yes. you will tell us yep. <laughs> you are the one who probably knows i need the info from yes. you yes <laughs> I love that. I did Um, admire her integrity with the promises she makes when they go to Nick's death day party. When they really don't want to. And she like she's very much like, no, we have to go. Yeah. So I did appreciate that about her character. Yeah. She does kind of want to go because it would be a fun thing. And who's ever gotten to that? Oh, for true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a a power move. Like we went to a death day party. Right. With all of these like famous people. For sure. um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I do appreciate that she does hold them to that they do get she does get all of her high uh high perception check 
yep. moments of like yep. noticing the words first, noticing the spiders. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of like fun, those moments in this, in this book that she sees things before anybody else. Mm-hmm. She does get real feisty in this one. And she, you see more of that later. This is yeah. where she starts that feistiness. She does like a complete 180 about rules in this one because that's that's why this is one of the big Slytherin tendencies with apologies posted. Because she breaks so many rules because she needs to. Like it, it's... Is that Slytherin or is it Gryffindor because she is doing it not for mm, herself. She is upset maybe. because it's mudbloods. That's why I think she was sorted into Gryffindor. That first year, that. first year, her is not Gryffindor. Yeah, but I agree. especially with how she grows into herself, mm-hmm. she feels personally attacked because it is people like her. That's people true. Who are, That's yeah, true. She, this is this is not a see if I can do this. Yeah, there's a lot of cunning this that goes a, into play in this planning. But I do oh, yeah. agree that the motivation. But it's probably not even feel cunning because the plan is terrible. It barely works. She asks Lockhart on the oh, that's other right. People tell her other like the other two are that's like, right. how are we gonna get this book? And the other two are like, obviously Lockhart, like he's an idiot. She's yeah. like, he's not an idiot. And they're like, yes, yes he, is. he is. Go ask her. And then she almost doesn't do it. That's right. So the plan that's almost right. fails because she is too nervous to ask him. That's yeah. right. Okay. So, so yeah, now full, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the overall plan yeah. of making, which is the once again the long term, short term, the yeah, long term plan yeah. of mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. polyjuice potion, and this is how we're going to get him. Yeah. is brilliant, and the boys never could have done it. They, oh yeah, they never could have brewed that potion. That's so difficult. Yeah, but the nitty gritty of like, she's like, oh, I'll just like steal them. You'll figure something out. Yeah, it, and they're the ones who have to make it happen. And even yep. them, they're like, this plan is terrible to get the hair from the boys. Yeah, they're like, that is the only plan of hers that like works out as she stated. Yeah, no other plan she makes throughout the rest of the books that is last minute like that works yeah. out for her. Yeah, in the way she thinks. Like, yeah, never. It, and they're all like, yeah. wow. <laughs> and it's it's funnier thinking about this now because later in the mm-hmm. book she's so supportive of Snape because Dumbledore trusts him. Yes. But in the first oh, totally. in the first few books she sets him on fire. Yes. And then steals, steals from him. From him. <laughs> so it's like yeah. And, and like all, poorly. Harry yeah. like sees her. It's like there's a huge wad of stuff. Like you were not subtle about that. Like, and how does she not get caught? How does no one try and figure this out? Like he knows she was someone is making polyjuice potion. Because like, he he hates he hates Harry. It was yeah, it was like, a it, luck that had nothing to do with her planning and uh, had everything to do with the fact that Harry was the one who used the firework. Yeah. Like and uh, Snape already doesn't like him. And it yeah. was like, well, everything was you. You stole it. Because he says it again in book four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah, never yeah. assumed it was Harry. He assumed or uh, Hermione. He yeah. Always it had to be. She probably helps, but it was him. Yeah. So it was like Love all that. these things that happened to work out that were luck yeah. for Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> but the long-term planning and and the motivations behind it yes. were very strong yes. and, and in the right place. Yeah. But it's those little things that you're like the details of the like, oh, well, and then how do we make this happen? She's like not as strong. But that's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. all three of them together. Oh, yeah. It worked made out. Made that happen. You they know? Did <laughs> I did write the line down too. Because uh, she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't bat an eye at like all the apologies, potion ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so she's adding them that are disgusting. And then she says, well, if you two are going to chicken out, fine. Yes. <laughs> it's like. Okay. Yes, I love that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> she is. Yeah, she is feisty in book two and not <laughs> batting an eye. Yes. She is ready to go, and that's why it's so interesting that she then gets petrified because she's so gung ho. She is this entire she, book. I mean, she, she catches it so 
fast. It is a bummer that she does get the cat hair. Yeah, um, I wanted her to be part of that. Instead of like, she didn't get to go. Yeah. So, and she had to go to the hospital. So we do get her, We like she's out for a chunk of the book in that aspect as well. Yeah. And there's more moments of her playing chess. Yes. Just like scrolling to make sure it wasn't yes. right. Yes. More moments. I also enjoy that they keep bringing up that Harry has the eagle quill that she got him. Yeah. And you're like for his first birthday after they were friends. Yeah. yeah. She, it like is continuously brought up that he's using this specific quill. Like pretty quill. Um, yeah. It's really that cute. That was really, that was really sweet of you. Yeah. I love her sleeping with his get well, lock cards get well soon yes. card under her pillow. Yes. That cracks me up. So funny. It's like, yeah, because even after all the stuff and even being able to like trick him, like it wasn't hard to get the books it, and things. No, that, like, she was nervous and wanted yeah. to keep a signature. Like that yeah. was not a trick. It's so, ugh, so cute. So she's hidden from everybody else mm-hmm. when she is like in her cat form, if you will. Yeah. But she's not nervous to show Harry and Ron that. Like yes. they still visit her and bring her her homework and she's mm-hmm. thrilled to do it and thrilled to see them mm-hmm. and is fine with them seeing her like that yeah and i think that is such that is such a strong friendship for yeah, her yeah. to truly not care that they are seeing her in various stages of becoming a human again <laughs> yeah pomfrida is nice and makes sure that she's mm-hmm. cut off so no one is like watching this but like yeah, yeah. That she she's not ashamed to show whatever weird state she's in it's really sweet i i think that's a really sweet friendship like she trusts them a lot yeah this book does start the moments of her being upset that everybody is not at her level she gets upset that like Ron, you do not strive for the the level of like perfection at your schoolwork that I do. That's mm-hmm. dumb. Why don't you why don't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it gets worse and ma'am, ma'am. It gets so worse. It just it gets worse for so long. It's yeah. like, girl, yeah. what are we doing? I am confused by this last moment. I do yes. love the last moment in the book too that she does. You find out that she figured it out already. She had found the page of basilisks, mm-hmm. had written pipes. What I don't believe is that Hermione Granger not only wrote in a library book, but ripped out a page and put it in her hand. Yeah. That, That, I do not believe that for a second. So that to me reads as... Oh shoot! We needed a way to make it seem like she already knew it. Super dramatic, and like, could, why not just be like a notebook uh-huh. page that said basilisk, yep. blah, 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 like mm-hmm. a little definition, and then pipes mm-hmm. question mark. Like it didn't need to be the yeah. physical nope. page. Mm-hmm. Pince would have heard that from a mile away. <sighs> yeah, Pince would have went, come mm. down on them like a vulture. Yep, if they yeah, especially after the disrobed when she screams yeah. at Harry's book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing? So. Yep. I'm just that that was a little confusing, but I do appreciate that she was so excited that they figured it out. Yeah. Um, although she is upset they canceled exams. So, you know, you got to keep that. You got to keep that part of her. You know, uh-huh. you got to keep like, that. Yeah. She loved, you know, that's yeah. a fun. That's a fun moment. And I do love the slight ignorance of even with how close she is to them. She sometimes isn't great at peopling, even yes. with Ron and Harry. And the last thing she says in book two is, "Won't your aunt and uncle be like proud of you that you like killed this basilisk?" Yeah, because that yeah, poor thing, mm, poor thing. No. Which also leads back to her sweet family. Like, yeah, she has a nice. Her parents, like, her family sure, is very so proud of her. They take her yeah. on trips. Like, yeah, they're on holiday all yeah. the darn time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's very sweet. <laughs> you know, yep. she's like, "Your family's the same, right?" Oh no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, my dear. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I love it. It's a sweet so. book two. Feisty yeah. book two. We have yes. Braddy book one, Feisty book two. And then we get her spotlight book, 
on book three. Book three? Book three! It starts with Hermione going on a holiday to France with her parents, which is really nice. Yeah. And but I ha- love, too, yeah. that she's mentioned before that's even said. Ooh, remind me, yeah. remind me. The opening sequence is he's using her quill. Oh, that's right. To do homework. That's cute. I mean, it's like yeah. such a sweet thing. Yeah. And I love that it keeps coming back because there's that thought process of like, Hermione does very much get into herself a lot. Yeah. But those few times that she is really good with like thinking about what the boys would truly want and what would be useful. Yeah. Like it's it's usually that kind of combination. Mm-hmm. She is right on it. Her presents have that are really actually cool. quite good. Like the few yeah, times I've yeah. been, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. And they're always them. so worried about it. Yeah. But, but then they're great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. Oh, because she gives him a birthday present mm-hmm. uh, and it's a broom service kit. Yes. And this is so sweet. It's perfect. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Another big thing that happens at the beginning of this is when she goes yeah. to buy a pet. We all assume she'll get an owl. Like, that's the most useful, it seems. Truly. Creature yeah, to have in this super, world. Super useful. And then she buys a cat. She buys Crookshanks. Specifically, I believe it's because no one wanted him. Yeah, he's been there forever. Which is really sweet that she buys the cat that no yeah. one wants. We all love Crookshanks. Yeah. The very smart. We find out. <laughs> I, have, I just had this image of Crookshanks having like a third eye, like understanding and seeing things that Hermione would never see. So I just feel like Crookshanks <laughs> is the perfect pet for her because it knows when things are bad, like with Pettigrew in, in book four or in this book, in this book. No, in this yeah, one. This yeah. one. So like Crookshanks yeah. gets. She can his, smell the difference though because she's an animal. Yeah. So it's she's she's kind of the animal that Hermione needed. But he, Hermione does not know how to take care of. Yeah, Crookshanks. No. She does Crookshanks. not know how to take care of Crookshanks. And it gets infuriating. <laughs> also, yeah. we never know where Crookshanks went at the end of the books, but that is an entire different yeah. thing. Well, this is, that's what it just makes it so she has so, so much empathy for this creature that is not wanted. Like maybe connects with the outcast in this feeling. I don't know. But then she doesn't care for the creature like no. at all. No. And, and I think part of it is she doesn't she doesn't know. Well, she's a kid. You I know? mean, like, yeah, to be fair. Like, I don't think yeah. she truly knows. Yeah. This truly may be the first animal she's ever had to take care of. And she does not know what she's doing with it. Um, I also think that she so while she's while she's in Diagon Alley with everyone, she immediately goes up to Harry and says, you didn't really blow up your aunt, did you? Like in a super oh serious God. tone. And it cracks me up because I'm like, did she truly? Mm-hmm. Was she so in control of herself that she never had those like bursts of magical moments oh. that most magical kids have? Yeah. She always had the ability to control. She was very naturally talented, but... At some point, something sparked because you don't just think, man, I have magic as a a muggle. But maybe she did. Hmm. And maybe it was McGonagall showing up at her front door being like, hi, you're a witch. I don't really know because like almost everyone else who interacts with that moment of Mm -hmm. like finding out that he did that. Yeah. Is like, you know, that that happens. Like the Minister of Magic is like, oh, we don't expel people for every ant they blow up. You know, it's. Yeah. 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 It's very casual. Little things you that you see from multiple characters so it's like did she not have anything like that that she did out of her control maybe not maybe she just had a couple moments where magic occurred like how we see lily jump from a swing and float down like maybe it was something like like that like she could always control it and it wasn't a surge if you will yeah maybe she never had bursts of it maybe it was always like in little or it was in like savior that how neville like reacts by saving himself and bouncing 
Like maybe it was just like a couple little things where it was a protective mm-hmm. thing rather than a burst of anger. That's interesting. Right, I right. never thought about that. The fact yeah, that she was knows? so shocked by that uh-huh. moment. It does show that she is yeah. from a, a As if it was society. his fault is the way. Yeah. Yeah. He controlled yeah. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I have written like uh, she didn't even ask why he did it. Oh, just <laughs> she didn't she didn't ask how it happened. She just mm. was like, "You didn't do that, right?" Like scolding. Yeah, and that part seems more important than the fact that it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because like mm-hmm. like you said, with like protective magic, that's mm-hmm. obviously there's a very big reason for that to happen. So like, mm-hmm. why would the ant blow up? And mm-hmm. her life probably doesn't lead to these kinds of blow ups. She's an only child. Her parents seem very attentive. Mm-hmm. We, she just came back from France on holiday. You know, yeah, they go on vacation um, together. Yeah. They go all the time. You you hear, yeah. especially in the seventh book, all the different places she goes with them for holiday. Yeah. I I wonder truly if like those spurts of magic just didn't happen yeah. on her because she was never in a situation where mm-hmm. her life was at risk or she was being threatened in yeah. that way. Emotionally tense enough to surge mm-hmm. in that way. Because it does seem to take a lot to get her. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. There are times where she explodes and there are times. It depends where, on yeah, what, it, yeah. what it is. Yeah. If she's if her intelligence and she is not the best in the room. Yeah. It's very quick to temper. Yeah. Oh, we do. We do see her quick temper in this book mm-hmm. when we get to her new class. So. Yes. Oh. She also has a September birthday. Oh, that's fun. Never mentioned outside of this book. <laughs> Happy we birthday. don't know what day. Happy belated they birthday. Never, you know. They never celebrate it. Yeah. No one else gets there. a birthday in this no. book series. <laughs> you were saying that we see some of Hermione's temper in the series. We do. Or in this book. But she goes to this new divination class and is like mm-hmm. instantly just meets Trelawney with skepticism and rudeness. And I think that's what surprises me because it's, it's she can be skeptical about the whole thing, but the blatant rudeness oh, yeah, for sure. is what surprises me. I'm like, oh, you don't talk to teachers like this. So yeah. And we haven't seen her in McGonagall. No. We haven't seen McGonagall downplay Trelawney in divination so I don't know where she learned to be condescending to Trelawney. No. It was very odd. It felt very out of it, character. It, right. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because even when there's a point made mm-hmm. that she turns when Trelawney mentions that the books aren't going to be as helpful and mm-hmm. suddenly she's not on her side. However, yes, she never says anything about Snape and oh. Snape almost never uses the books. That's true. We don't really talk Which about the potion something books. we will talk yeah. about more with her in later movies specifically with her but like Snape does a lot of it from the board in the books it's follow my instructions yeah it's like lecture based it's not book based that's still a form of instruction right (laughs) right and and like later you find out that this magic is very real Mm -hmm. now I will say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if I was setting the curriculum for a class like this. Like, clearly, there's only so much you can learn unless you physically have the eye. Yeah. So, like, these first couple years should probably just be, like, these are the basics. And this is, like, understanding what we get from seers. Yeah. And, like, sussing out where possible seers are. Whereas Trelawney Mm -hmm. definitely, like... Goes yeah. a little, a little rogue and a yes. little wild with yes. like loosey goosey with how she's teaching. So I understand yeah. like Hermione not enjoying that teaching style. Yes, but her immediately being just rude to yeah. Sybil just seems out of character. You cannot like a teacher. You can like make fun of a subject. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. But it, it but takes like to her face. But to her face rudeness to a teacher i would even understand it later on in the book when she's overly stressed and finally like walks out of said class i understand if it had built but she hadn't become overwhelmed from the use of her time turner in this book yet right so 
it doesn't really make sense to me that it's just yeah immediate she hadn't had McGonagall didn't help her along it, it just was an immediate thing and I was like ooh, I don't know what's happening I do enjoy though at the beginning of this class that this is the beginning mm-hmm. of her shifting in and out of class so if you read the books and read specifically when they're in class, mm-hmm. you can tell the moments that Hermione is at class and when she's not class, which I think is really, really interesting. Yeah. Even without those many moments of Ron being like, where'd you come from? Yeah. <laughs> which it's always Ron. Yeah. Because he's very perceptive of her. Yes. Which she, you're not being sneaky, Hermione, no, by just being like, so it's bad. nothing. Don't worry about it. I'm going to redirect. <laughs> like, yeah. he doesn't forget. He just yeah. doesn't push you about it because... Yeah, because it's not well, something is time, happening. You know? <laughs> like you're not hiding this at yeah. all. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that like is cool. What? So, it's cool um, that it's mapped in that way. Yeah, that you could, yeah. For sure. You you can read in and out of moments of where it is very clearly only Harry and Ron talking and only in Harry and Ron mentioned. And mm-hmm. then suddenly she comes out of nowhere and she starts talking too. And you're like, oh, she's here too? Yeah. I think that's like most of my notes for is like, at what point did she make it? To each class that they're yeah. in, you know? Yeah. It's not something you catch when you read it the first time. It's definitely more fun as you like yeah. reread it and you know it's coming and you're like, where is she? Did, did yeah. she make it to class yet? Is where she there? In the did world she walk is with them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's cool because you get to see the puzzle, but you're not you're not getting surprised by it because Nope. Time travel is not something you understand in this world until this book. So, and then never again, because what was she thinking? Until the <laughs> book we will not be talking about. <laughs> yes. If, mm, yeah. Which I haven't read and probably will never. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting element to add to the magical world we've never seen before. So rereading back, you can see it puzzled in. In a way that you're not supposed to mm-hmm. the first time you read it, which is yes. really cool. Mm-hmm. And then heading back to Trelawney's class yes. um, and McGonagall and everybody. And, and you had mentioned that it's not until after her class mm-hmm. that you find out that Mag- McGonagall's feelings on Trelawney. Mm-hmm. I think Hermione misinterprets what Minerva's saying a little bit mm-hmm. because Minerva isn't a huge fan of divination mm-hmm. but she says it in a way where it's it's not an exact science which it's yeah. not yeah and yes that was laced with her own opinions of yeah. having to live with sybil yes. who you know won't sit down at a table with 13 people but hermione almost goes runs with it is like yeah. oh Minerva doesn't like her either i don't need to like her either yeah it's Perfect. like yeah yeah it almost takes her to the next level of blatant rudeness to it to an adult yeah. like that she, i just it ends up hindering them a bit yeah in this book because she doesn't believe in the grim. Yes. And that's something I mean, like they're, they're, a, de, they're a dementor, a dementor mm-hmm. was on the train. Yep. And the grim mm-hmm. is what you're like, nah, that's not real. There's like, a couple moments later if, if in books that were taken yeah. seriously yeah. sooner. Yeah. There's a couple moments later in books that we'll get to that things are kind of falling into place that feel like, oh man, this is like fable into reality. And I'm like, after everything you've seen in this magical world, you don't believe in this? Like, I don't, like, is that so hard to believe that there are these magical beings and demons and signs? And like, she comes from the muggle world. So I don't understand how after learning magic exists, how everything isn't a possibility. Unicorns are real. Yeah. They're flying like things you can't see if you don't see death. They're like there are so many right. things that I'm like, how are all of these magical signs and stories not potentially true 
to you right after right. going from muggle to magic just in general i don't understand it gets I feel worse like sometimes later it does but it, i don't know it feels like that little bit of her feels a little bit like ah, oh, we need some friction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I could see hermione being skeptical of divination but yes. we don't need her to be like i hate it i agree and even you know what you can even keep her storming out later because oh, of sure. because of the frustration of everything else like like this is a for waste sure. of my time i'm leaving yeah I'm like yeah. killing myself doing yeah. all these classes yeah. and this one is not it yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, then it, yeah. then you're like sympathetic to her situation once you learn everything. But now she's just right. rude from the whole thing. Something that I did comment for Hermione, mm-hmm. which I did want to mention because there are very few times that she jumps to action. She's the first to try to do something, but it's the thing she's good at is I'm going to comfort you. Yeah. Like she's the first person to comfort Ginny after mm-hmm. the Dementors get her on the train. Yeah. So uh, they had a hippogriff class yeah. and Malfoy being Malfoy mm. was a brat and got himself hurt. Yeah. So right as, you know, Malfoy collapses, he's dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hagrid picks him up and carries him out. She is the first one to run up and she opens the door for him the gate so that Hagrid could take them out. Yeah. She also immediately after just like nervously starts talking about like, will he be all right? Yeah. Meaning Hagrid. Yeah. Not Malfoy. She's hoping Malfoy will be all right so that Hagrid will not be fired. Yeah. She's so on it for a bit. I don't know. That's I think that's a very fun thing because she doesn't often have those moments where she is like, I nailed it. I nailed it this time for yeah. my quick thinking. Yeah. And and it, the Buckbeat thing is really interesting because you do see her very determined throughout this entire book to help Hagrid. And it, she has nothing to gain by helping Hagrid other than to be mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. friend and use her skills to help an innocent creature. So it's another empathetic animal yes. moment for her with Buckbeak. And you see her go into like full lawyer mode. Even when she's arguing with the boys, she's still visiting Hagrid and trying to get him information to try and help Buckbeak get out of this situation. So it is cool to see her so really try. I have a theory about ooh, that. Ooh, help. Yeah, yeah, go, go. You mentioned the empathy of animals. I don't yeah. think it's about Buckbeak. I think it's about Hagrid. Okay. I Who are Hermione's friends? Ron. Yeah. Harry. Mm-hmm. Who else does she have? Just Hagrid. Just Hagrid. Yep. Whereas you see in other moments of like the the boys hang out with the boys in their dorm. Mm-hmm. They are interchangeable. They will hang out with the Quidditch team. Hermione does not hang out with anybody else. Yeah. But the two boys and Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Now, that is not a bad thing. I think mm-hmm. that puts Hagrid very high on her list of people she cares about, you know? Yeah. And you see that throughout the series where she very often is like very attentive of him. She understands his feelings Mm-hmm. accurately more than almost anybody else mm-hmm. which makes sense because she spends a lot of time with him especially in this book when they're all mm-hmm. arguing and there's other times where they're arguing and she has nowhere to go so she goes and hangs out with Hagrid so I think this is truly her her love for Hagrid and wanting him to not feel the way he is to not lose his job and yeah. it's a challenge oh for sure that, that that's her wheelhouse that's true. It it felt initially like an empathetic animal moment just because it's Buckbeak. But I think you're right. It Because later we, we learn that she's been visiting Hagrid and only Hagrid mm-hmm. while they've been fighting because she's really and later we learn that she doesn't like Buckbeak. She is, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. In later books, she's really, really scared of Buckbeak and, and mm-hmm. is still scared that he could hurt her or anybody. I, not that she dislikes animals. I don't think she dislikes them. I just no. don't think she's good with them. 
and she prefers That's Hagrid, fair. which is fine. That's very endearing yeah. that she mm-hmm. she has decided that Hagrid is her next best friend. Yeah, and does which everything I think that's she very can. Sweet of her. She really goes like she, Yo, totally. she does everything she can to help that with that trial, and you know does a really good job. The trial is what helps rekindle the friendship between them all. Yeah. Because if anything is going to pull them back together, Ron is not letting a friend of his be upset. Yep. So the instant when Hermione's like overloaded, she's like, I can't help. It didn't work. And she tells them that's what breaks her silence with them. Mm -hmm. Tells them about the the ruling. And she's like, and I can't help anymore. And Ron's like, I'll do it. Yeah. Like without a second thought. He's like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like they are friends again. He will do it for her. (laughs) Yeah. That was a really cool moment. We have a whole potions class where there's some in and out stuff with her where. Yeah. uh, She's not mentioned in this potions class for ages. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly she's there helping Neville. Yes. At some point really quietly. Yeah. And then that's also the first notice of her tucking something into her shirt. So that's the first like maybe. Mm -hmm. What is Mm -hmm. that? Um, and then when her bag splits when she's flustered and going Ron immediately is like helping her but is like so what's how you have all these books like what's going yeah. on like, uh, we do see in this book one of um, my least favorite flaws that she has I think mm-hmm. it's I don't know let me know what you think about this flaw because I'm okay. not a huge fan of it and I okay. I understand her ambition and her aptitude for excellence, mm-hmm. but I don't understand the aptitude for excellence at the expense of others. So um, we see that a lot in later books, but it starts here where mm-hmm. she raises her hand in an off-putting way in Defense Against the Dark Arts class is how it's written. When Harry is Harry is asked a question mm-hmm. in class, mm-hmm. it's not like they said, oh, anybody know this answer? Yeah. Literally was like, Harry... Here is the question. And she raises her hand immediately and then is disappointed when he's right. Yeah, that I don't like that. And that it gets worse later. Yeah, it gets yeah. way worse later. Yeah, it's but this is where it kind of you start to see taste of it. Yeah, like it, it is a big flaw of hers and it, it does make her a flawed human. But right, right. I don't enjoy it as part of her character, especially by this book. That feels like a book one Hermione thing. But by book three, Mm. I feel, especially with her friends, it feels like not even being able to support your friends being correct about stuff is a... And it just gets worse, (sighs) which is frustrating. It's not until like the last book that it becomes less of an issue. Yeah, it's it's one thing to be disappointed when you're not called on if if the class is asked a question or to be not the best in the class because she ends up not being the best at Defense Against the Dark Arts when you, as you move through the series, Harry is... Obviously, Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, but it's a very poor, selfish character choice to want your friends to not succeed. Other people even, even Draco being disappointed when Draco is like right or gets, you know, praise. That's one thing. But for your friend to get it right. And right. Yeah, that's that's weird that that doesn't feel like her, especially after all she's done already to support and and save her friends. It, It feels weird. Because she has a lot of flaws. She does. She doesn't need she any has, more. <laughs> um, which is fine. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's good that she's flawed. I appreciate yeah. that. However, yes, I agree, India. Mm-hmm. She does not need any more. Yeah. Some of these yeah. could have been cut. But, and that felt like it was put in not because it's a real flaw she has, but that it was funny. It feels like it was a funny bit. Yes. 
rather than her actual character. I I 100% agree. And it just gets funnier. Yeah, quote unquote. um, As it goes on. So, um, but we will, will, that will come back. So we will definitely be talking about that more. Mm -hmm. Something I wanted to touch on a little bit that Mm -hmm. starts more heavily in these books Mm -hmm. and continues on later, because there is a big a big difference between Hermione in the books and Hermione yep. in the movies. Yep. Also, Ron in the books and Ron yes. in the movies. Yes. Uh, Harry's pretty, pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. But Ron was kind of turned to comic relief, which sure. then leads to why on earth are they together? So, yes. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. in the books, I do want to point out all of these moments as we talk through them mm-hmm. that Hermione and Ron hang out without Harry. Yeah. And they do do it a lot. They are seen multiple times doing homework together mm-hmm. when when Harry's off. She pairs with him, too. Mm-hmm. Instead of Ron normally goes right to Harry. Yeah. But no, they paired together mm-hmm. for the hippogriff class and things like that. It's not just like it is a very casual friends to yeah. lovers. Yeah. Where they, they do truly spend time together. And if... He was always that annoying. They would not voluntarily hung out that often without Harry. And book wrong, Ron is not represented as as dumb. He's represented as lazy, but not dumb. Oh, for sure. And movie Ron, because they take away so much of his like empathy for others sometimes. And give his lines to Hermione. Yes. Yes. Give all of the empathetic lines to Hermione. Yes, they do that. And that makes him just dumb. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it discredits how smart he actually is in the books. Which is where you see Hermione wanting yeah. him. And needing and, that. And them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, you know, I just want to yeah. casually remind those who maybe have not read the books mm-hmm. or haven't read the books in a while. Yeah. Just those little moments here and there. So if you're like, why are you just mentioning they're doing homework every once in a while? Yeah. I just want to put that in there that they do hang out. Yes. And it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, moving from her to her and Cookshanks, yes. uh, which also we will point out throughout this whole book about how poorly she takes care of him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, but Cookshanks is a strong, independent man, does not need yes. no owner. Um, no. Nope. Nope. She's very proud that Cookshanks caught this big, nasty spider and like drops it down in front of them, which is a very <laughs> cat thing to do. Yes. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> like when the cat continuously goes, for scabbers she doesn't do anything about it in fact when he pulls his backpack away from scabbers or not scabbers from uh she's like don't hurt the cat it's like he hasn't touched your cat yeah he has to keep his he has to keep his rat in his backpack because of your cat it's so (laughs) like like he's being accommodating for you and and you're still like getting mad at him and not doing anything about it she doesn't even attempt to get the cat Mm -hmm. from like molly ron and this bag until other students are like hey what's up that's kind of maybe we should stop this yeah well so i'm just thinking as a pet owner if my dog was lunging at any other creature i'd be mortified i'd be mortified i'd be i'd be apologizing i'd be pulling the dog away i'd be like okay we can't do this we can't bring him into the common area anymore that's just not okay like and she's just so mad every time that Crookshanks gets yelled at by Ron. I'm like, you're literally attacking his rat who will not survive. Like they are. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. That thing is ancient. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they are enemies in the animal kingdom. So yes, the rat dies if in this scenario. It that bothers me a lot. It's like a little little empathy yeah. for your friend's uh-huh. pet that he's had a lot longer than you've had your cat. <laughs> Sorry that this book has a lot of flaws, but something else that yeah. 
is just a tie to her divination thing mm-hmm. um, that made me really angry. Mm-hmm. It, like this, this is one of the very few moments. There have been moments that like Hermione gets frustrating. Yeah, Ron gets mean. Yeah, it's true. And and Harry gets very into himself mm-hmm. and introspective to the point where he struggles to share with others mm-hmm. and and get over these emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, so they all have their big flaws. Yeah. And they do make me frustrated. Mm-hmm. But the only moment that made me angry mm-hmm. was when she sees Lavender upset. She's upset at the table mm-hmm. and immediately is like, oh, well, your bunny's dead because it is dead. It has nothing to do with divination and starts berating her about her dead pet. Oh my God. And it, she literally doesn't stop until Ron. And this is one of the few moments where Ron is mean where I'm like, I mean, yeah, she deserved it. Yeah. Because I was so angry at her. Like it's making Lavender cry harder. Yeah. Pavardi is ready to kill her with her eyes. Yep. And then Ron's like, oh, don't worry about it. She doesn't care about other people's pets. And Kinda then true. she stops. <laughs> and yeah, like that was, I yeah. could not believe it when she kept pushing. Yeah. That, oh, it's not divination. This girl is crying over her lost pet. Now is not the time. Yeah. Now you're a bully. True. Mm-hmm. And that made me so mad. I'm like, I know Hermione's stubborn, mm-hmm. but you're telling me she would do this now? She yeah. wouldn't She wouldn't have this conversation with like Ron and Harry later. Yeah. Like as they were leaving the hall and be like, see, she thinks it's because of this, but actually it's because of this. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I get that they're yeah, all teenagers and they're angry. all like supposed to be flawed yes. and stuff. But like, the, yeah, yes. some, what we're talking yes. about is the like extreme step of like, okay, be yes. a human for a second yes. though. And not the, be the heroine right. you're supposed to be in the book. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. you gotta have one yes. lead heroine. Like, right, 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 right. And and we do, it's sometimes those moments of her, her flaw of not totally understanding people. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Like later we have a moment where she has this like all for the best attitude that uh, Harry can't go to Hogsmeade mm-hmm. because he didn't have anybody sign his form, mm-hmm. which doesn't make Harry feel real great. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ron, on the other hand, spends mm-hmm. the entire breakfast mm-hmm. cheering up Harry. Yeah. And that didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I'm like, that feels very Hermione. Hermione's like, here, all my ducks, they are in a row. He will be safe. Yeah. We don't have to watch him. Silver lining. It's great. Yeah. Perfect. Moving on. I am not considering his feelings because that doesn't matter. Logically, he's safe. Yep. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, that didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Is it still a flaw that can get frustrating as it goes on? Yes. But I want to... I the. I want the characters to make me frustrated. Yeah. That means they have depth. Yeah. I don't want them as the heroine yeah. to make me seethe. I don't want to root against them. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's never oh, something right. I want to do. <laughs> right, right, right. And everyone's while Hermione has those moments that it just yeah. feels too forced. Yeah. I think it's very, you know, the sweet side of the flaws where she's yeah. like, Harry, while we were at Hogsmeade, I hope you did lots of homework. Yeah. You had so much time to do all your homework and like fully believes yeah. that yes, of course. And what else would he do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like a sweet, endearing flaw. Yeah. And you do understand the big fight in this. And I, sorry if I'm jumping a little bit. The big fight in this is when no, she tells McGonagall about the firebolt in the middle yes. of the book, which in the movie you don't get. You get it at the end. Mm-hmm. And so Harry gets... And it wasn't even a, a thing. Yeah. Hermione is like super for yeah. the broomstick. Yeah. And so I did in, like in that movie. in the books you have her having a moment of speculation that was warranted because you know there's a guy trying to kill you and this a random expensive yeah, broom for sure for sure comes around so i i for sure i enjoy that she put the idea of harry's safety ahead of them liking her for the moment yes um so that was kind of a cool yes. thing and 
I also wrote down probably best she disappears into her workload for a little bit because she was getting to be a bit much. So uh-huh. like, there's a little break from her in the book that is kind yes. of needed yes. at that point. Which is frustrating yeah. that we want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something also, since you mentioned things that are different in the movie, mm-hmm. this is another moment that uh, they gave different lines to different people. Yeah. So another classic Hermione, which is Mm -hmm. a good flaw to have of her not reading the room. Mm -hmm. She is not reading Snape correctly and like continues to like push and be like, we haven't covered that in class yet when he Mm -hmm. takes over for Lupin for a day and is really forceful about it. And finally gets Snape to the point where he scolds her, he chides her and takes house points. Ron immediately in the book Mm -hmm. stands up for her talks right back to Snape. So that's a moment where you're like, okay, he is defending her. Yeah. They are on the same side. This is before the Firebolt incident. Yeah. And just another like, okay, they are friends. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Yeah. In the movies, they gave him the line. He doesn't stand up for her. Instead, he turns around and says, he's got a point, doesn't he? That is one of the hugest things that like derailed yeah. Yeah. their potential relationship. Yeah. Because now when you're given stuff like that, mm-hmm. how how on earth, you're like, why would they be together? We have the broom. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another moment where like she brings, she brings Crookshanks into the boy's room without asking. Not only does she go into the yeah. room without knocking or anything, but she brings the cat with them. Yeah. That made me furious. Yep. Especially because I'm assuming now Ron has to like sequester Scabbers yeah. to the boy's room. Yeah. So now you're going to bring the the cat yeah. there makes me so angry. Like, what if one of those poor boys had a cat allergy? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. As you mentioned, we get a big long gap from Hermione. It is two months. Oh, that's right. Two months <laughs> of the whole school year. Yep. She does not speak to them. Yep. Still oblivious to, to Crookshanks. Yep. And after, after the very convincing death, mm-hmm. Ron does lash out in that moment. But at the same time, mm-hmm. his pet mm-hmm. was just killed and Hermione's pretending he wasn't. Yeah, that's um, justified. Yeah. Ron, I would be completely flipped out on someone if that was completely unapologetic, not taking any kind of, not trying to help find it or make better. Oh, her her break when she doesn't talk to them for two months is also when she discovers mm-hmm. that Lupin is a werewolf. You learn that she kept that secret mm-hmm. for Lupin, which is really cool. She even knew before that because she knew yeah. it since the... Um, Oh, the Bogart. The paper was assigned. Not the Bogart. The, when the paper was assigned. Yes. From Sna- Sna- uh, Snape. Yeah, because Snape was not subtle at all yeah. in what he was teaching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. he That was that was forceful. But speaking yeah. of Bogart, yeah. she, we don't see hers on purpose mm-hmm. so that we can see her Bogart later yes. in this book, which is very fun mm-hmm. and will... I want like, yeah, that's one of the last moments. So yeah. we'll talk about yeah, it because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny. But yeah, she, during that break, she takes time to help with Buckbeak, which we mm-hmm. have mentioned, um, multiple times Harry tries to get them to make up. Yes. Much like Hermione does that for them sometimes yes. when they're frustrated at each other. Mm-hmm. I do. And en- I do appreciate that. Yes. And I do enjoy in, in the series that we do see friends fighting. We see friends fighting. We see serious fights that last a couple yes. months. Because that's and real. That we see them break up. Yeah. Break, we see that not break up. We see them make up and come back together and how that can take a little bit. And I yes. do enjoy that reality. I do love when she starts to go downhill. Yes. And this, I don't yes. mind. I think it's very in character. I think it's very funny. I think yeah. it's, it's very well written of her mm-hmm. just getting overloaded with work. And she starts to get so sick and tired of it that she does not care what other people think. She mm-hmm. is 
scolding everybody in the room. Yep. She um, is doing all sorts of things where she is just on edge all the damn time. Yep. Misses, she like cracks after like missing charms and <laughs> lunch. And that's when she like leaves divination for good. My favorite moment. Yeah. My favorite moment from when she just like full kilter leaves it mm-hmm. is when Malfoy starts speaking poorly of Hagrid, which she spent months helping mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And then Ron spent months helping him. Mm-hmm. And now Malfoy is like, can't wait to hear this thing die. Like, yep. She slaps him. Yes. Which he's shocked at. Yep. And then she raises her wand. Yes. To his face. And that is what is scary to him. Yep. Because he knows how strong she is. Yeah. With that wand. Yep. She has a back pocket full of so many spells that he's (laughs) never even heard of before. Right. Right. mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Ron, once again, it's Ron who helps pull her off Malfoy. It is not Harry. That she has to be stopped. I really like that she has Mm -hmm. to be stopped from slapping him again and then yells at Ron to let her go. He tries to hold her back. He can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's a good, that's a satisfying moment because she also takes so much from Draco with the, the mudblood stuff. And it's not that that pushes her over, which I enjoy. It's it's Hagrid. So I, I think that's very telling no. of her, yes. too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's that was so very satisfying. I do like in the movie that she punches him yes. against that wall. I think that is really... Yeah. Visually, really that's satisfying. much better than a slap. Like, it looks more forceful, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. And it's the, like uh, right before full burnout, like exam time. Yes. So it's like everything yes. has culminated to this moment. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> Which that moment we are here. Yes. Friends. We yes. are here. We are at her bogger. Yes. So she is excels at all exams. Mm-hmm. She has a great time. Uh, but then, and I, I don't mind this. I think it's very funny. I think it's very endearing and hails back to something I brought up in the first book where her biggest problem in life. Yes. Is her exams. Yes. And I just think that's very sweet and gives such a big dynamic to the, to the trio. Mm-hmm. But uh, her bogger is Minerva telling her she's failed everything. <laughs> And she fails that portion of the test. Yeah. She still like passes everything else. So she still gets a good grade, but she fails that portion of the test because she runs up crying to Lupin. Yep. Telling everybody that Lupin failed yep. or that she failed yeah. because Minerva told her. It's like, oh, honey, like, you know, it's a, a bogger, you know, like, like it's. But she's so, like, so, that's her biggest yeah, fear. It's, oh, it's very endearing. That was, that so was very. Oh, it's super endearing. I'd be very interested to see what her bogger is book six book seven because i can't imagine it's that anymore no absolutely not we'll have to Thoughts? speculate that speculations mm-hmm. we'll have to speculate Post that when we get to book well. seven i think we should speculate that mm-hmm. by book seven mm-hmm. in our journey okay i'll note that yeah yeah with that in my brain just a thought, just a thought. Mm-hmm. uh but very sweet for book three um, right <laughs> to like be terrified of oh yes specifically yes, yes. mcgonagall telling her like of all the people to yes. disappoint oh, for sure mcgonagall yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not that one can't yeah we do see by the end of the book, she does start to scold Crookshanks yes. over his behavior towards Scabbers. And I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Now we we get into this where we see these things from two different perspectives. Yes. Uh, which I thought would take a lot more notes for her, mm-hmm. but it really didn't. Mm-hmm. She just kind of was like the vessel to make yes. it happen. Yes. Um, which I didn't really realize until this reread. Mm-hmm. She's still very perceptive. She's the first to realize they're in the shrieking shack. Mm-hmm. She hears somebody coming. She calls for help. Something I really thought was cool. She kicks Black to help Harry yeah. in the shrieking shack. She's just not that physical person, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. up until recently with Malfoy. So her yeah. 
kicking him i'm like get it girl like yeah you're facing your fears especially since we talked about the troll in book one where she was yes. paralyzed with fear this is yeah. a very similar situation like he yeah he has the upper hand here and from what they understand he's a death eater murdered his like harry's yeah. parents so yeah. for her to not black out and cry yep yep and go that step further and kick him off of harry yep. is it's huge super cool it's huge and it goes a step really further cool yeah it goes a step further because then she covers the door she puts herself mm-hmm. in his path which is yeah. like oh might not be your smartest move but like bold of nope. you like brave nope. of you, you probably like, like <laughs> four pounds soaking wet yeah. but like get it girl yeah <laughs> it's like okay we're when it comes to not saving herself she's much braver and bolder yes so like yes, that, that yes. was a cool moment to see her grow from book one. That's a cl- good comparison to mm-hmm. to the change in no, the situation. I, I, right. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. We yeah. have her also like talking up to showing that like where she like forgets she's 13 yeah. in this book. And she's like, he wants you dead too. He's a werewolf talking about Lupin. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he wants you dead. Why she thinks he wants Harry dead yeah. as well. Yeah. But her calling out like he is a werewolf. Bravely asking Snape when he enters to listen. Yeah. Yeah to what's happening very forgetting she's 13 yeah but not in a bad way it wasn't in a bad way it does contradict some of the moments before where she doesn't believe things very quickly yes. that are not as logical yes. because she is the one yes. who's like let's talk through the idea of maybe peter uh-huh. surviving yeah why not kill harry sooner how did mr black escape which yeah. is a very endearing moment yes. where she calls him mr black yeah, that's, and, like, that's like, so cute serious is hard grew three sizes that day yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah the, this is the moment where it's it's a great moment for her to be that very like i'm gonna sit back as like a third party and get all the information which is very mature but it does contradict her disbelief of so yes. many things that happen in the series i, I totally agree yeah. and i'm so confused by like mr black but like lupin's a werewolf and wants to kill you called him mr black but but lupin he's he's a, <laughs> like lupin yeah. werewolf yes be scared of him get it i, yeah. I totally yeah. understand but that was a, that was a little confusing we do see a little more of her lack of prowess with the uh, defense against dark arts magic where she cannot protru- uh, produce the Patronus charm yes. right away. Yeah. And she is very good at spells right away. Mm-hmm. So for her not to be able to do it when Harry is like very quickly being like, just just, just go for it. Yeah. It's also a thought of, yes, she has not gone to class. Mm-hmm. She has not learned it in her way that she needs to learn it. Mm-hmm. But also, does she also not feel that risk like the stakes are obviously this is scary for her but the stakes are not as high for her as they are for harry in this moment yeah harry just found a family member yeah who wants to be a family member yeah i'm not sure it could be a combination of both yeah but i just wanted i wanted to throw that out there yeah but then the 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 cycle back, mm-hmm. which I was surprised there wasn't as many notes for me and yeah and this stuff that you wanted to mention Yeah, yeah yeah there wasn't as much like dumbledore tells them you know Go back this many hours. Mm-hmm. And Harry's the one to figure out why. Yes. It's not Hermione. Harry's... And, and that's, once again, maybe that short-term mm-hmm. planning is not her strong suit mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Harry gets it, puts together. They do... They go get um, Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. She does question Harry's sanity when he says that my dad cast the spell. Yes. So it, it's literally not until that spell is so beautifully cast that she, like, stops scolding him. So... And that's really... The time back, that's really it. That's all I have for her. Because then we're back at she catches Ron up on everything while Harry's dealing with the fallout of everything else. 
And she decided to return the time turner and drop muggle studies. So now she's dropped two classes so she doesn't have to like kill herself mm-hmm. in classes. But that's it. I was a little disappointed, especially since this was supposed to be kind of her moment. I know Ron didn't get very far in the Chamber of Secrets either. Yeah, that's true. But it felt like he did a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just was like hoping that Hermione would be a little more active because in the movies, mm-hmm. it does seem like but that she's is a, driving a bigger it. chunk and they have conversations yeah. during those moments that they don't have in the books. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it leads more to the like in the books it, or in the movies. It's like, well, what? Like Harry and Hermione have such strong chemistry because they were given scenes in that. In the movie where she calls out, the, in the movie, she is much more clever mm-hmm. on the go mm-hmm. on the fly mm-hmm. her calling out for lupin um and saving them is not in the books her calling out and like throwing the rocks not mm-hmm. the books you know that is not something that book hermione yes does. and uh she did i did write down that she passed her muggle exam with 320 <laughs> percent and i'm like yeah, she come did on. you you right like, come on like that's i feel she like you didn't cheating. need to be in that class yeah. ron was absolutely right <laughs> I feel like yeah. you're cheating the system a little bit that's that's a little too much i feel like she should be teaching that class at that too point many extra credit points yeah right right <laughs> and she does turn uh. in uh she does turn in her time turner well does she in the books in the books she turns it in Okay, okay. I'm like, I wrote down that she turned it in in the books. Cursed child, she doesn't (sighs) turn um, it in. She kept the confiscated time turner, which is the only surviving one because they all get destroyed in a later book, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which then causes the incidents that happen in the cursed child. But in the original series, she does Mm -hmm. give it back. Okay. And yeah, that's, she had her little feature, but kind of wasn't really a feature. And and there we go. Book three. Yep. (laughs) No, it's a good it's a good book yeah. and a good movie. Yeah. It's just diving into Hermione for this. It's a little tough for yeah. her, particularly yeah. in this book. And now mm-hmm. is where we really head into some of the bigger, thicker, yes. denser stories. Yes. I would argue that book four is our first like official step into YA, mm-hmm. which is where we just have a lot more to talk about. There's a lot more there to, to get into. Book four is very Triwizard heavy, so there are moments where Hermione is just kind of popping in and out of it, but she does get some really good highlights. And there's some really frustrating things happen with Hermione in this book, which we'll get to. The first note I have on book four is that we learn that her parents are dentists, which is very wholesome. (laughs) Book four, I have, uh, once again, she's introduced with her quill. Oh, yeah. And she is not a morning person, which is something we never found out until... Mm-hmm. today so that begs the question is she not a morning person because it's the day of the quidditch final and she's not as interested as everyone else mm-hmm. or is she truly not a morning person Ooh. who knows mm-hmm. and this is something that is a that is different than the books or than the movies that i wasn't the hugest fan of because once again it's making that like hermione is perfect and on it and like yeah. way more adult than she is whereas yeah. here i think the book does a really great balance of giving her moments that make her wiser than her years mm-hmm. but giving her flaws that still remind us that oh she's a kid she also first sees crumb when she first sees him thinks he looks really grumpy and then we get the nice he was very brave wasn't he after the dive oh so. yes yes and <laughs> it's just like this so something about this book that i really enjoy that mm-hmm. um we don't really get in the movie which hermione does lose a lot of stuff i mean a lot of people lose a lot of stuff because the yeah. quidditch match is not really in it yeah as much as it says yeah and there's a lot of things here 
that uh, leading up to the match mm-hmm. that I think are like build her character a little bit and round her out mm-hmm. as just a person. Mm-hmm. And we don't get that a whole lot. And we don't get that at all in the movies. And then in the books, yeah. we don't get that a lot either. So it's nice to have these moments of like her very casually when Arthur insists they do everything the muggle way outside. Yes. He is so proud and excited. She's the one to like casually take the, the matches and help light the fire. Oh, yeah. I um, love when he, she teaches him about matches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she like when Lucius comes and is absolutely rude to everybody. Yeah. She does get pink. She does get embarrassed, but yeah. doesn't look away from him. It's, it's just like these these little casual moments mm-hmm. we don't get a lot, especially in this book, because she, she gets into bigger, heavier mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So it's nice to see all these these more casual moments of her that helps round out her character and make her not just this headstrong pillar of justice know-it-all. Yes. She's a person. She can be embarrassed. She can. Yes. She can, instead of like being like, you don't know how to do this, she can kindly help <laughs> Arthur yes. to do yes. this. Yes. Um, but then then we dive into the yeah, craziness. That, yeah. Uh, which the the start of the one of the things that um does take a lot of her focus. Uh mm-hmm. she does get upset after seeing Winky up in the box waiting yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And while the after events that happen at the Quidditch final after the win mm-hmm. and they are attacked by Death Eaters, she is raging about house elves. She is worried about the the um the muggles and and things like that. She knows the dark mark is Voldemort's. It's uh, randomly, yeah, that's a she which has like a lot that of probably knowledge. should have been a Ron thing. Yeah, that probably should have been a Ron thing. But like, yeah. it was weird to me that people are being attacked. These muggles are being attacked. Like mm-hmm. every like all these things are happening, and she's still raging. Yeah, like she's choosing this moment to rage about the elves. Yeah, girl, girl. You have just learned to be able to keep conscious during stressful situations. And now yeah. now we're raging about. Yeah, you're raging about elves when you guys are trying to get to safety. That yeah. just seemed like a weird moment to start that. Yeah. Like yeah. definitely plant the seed. I, I I like that she was upset about Winky yeah, yeah, being yeah. up there yeah. by herself and scared. Like I totally, totally understand that. But it just seemed like a weird moment to start that and the author chose to i wrote it down specifically because it was the start i wrote the start of the house house elf shit and it was yeah. it, it's slavery that's what it is it's mm-hmm. like the first big line and when you drop that there is so much history and weight behind the idea of slavery that when you drop that it's very specific uh-huh. and and you're trying to make hermione an activist and i, yes. I get that that becomes kind of a self-insert for the author Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh it's not bad to have someone upset about injustice in the world but yeah. then as we move forward we'll talk a little bit more about why it becomes so incredibly so, frustrating and problematic so problematic and up until this point it's frustrating but the only house up we've met is dobby yes and dobby long may he reign we love yes oh <laughs> we love, you yes. know so um you you don't really see the issues mm-hmm. with it until yes. this book. Yeah. So I do understand the sense of justice that she has. I just yeah. don't get... Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, yeah. we'll get more we're, into we're, it. We're getting there. We're getting there. But that's the start. Yeah. Like, that's... When you mm-hmm. say that specific word, there's so much weight of of our own mm-hmm. knowledge of history and what it means in that world, too. Especially because this is a modern day Yeah, it's a modern story. day story. And this author takes from history. Yeah says the specific events that they take 
from history. Yeah. So, which makes it almost more uncomfortable. Um, and some other things. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, that's we're talking about. Right. Since we're talking about Hermione, we'll be that. That is part of it that we will be um getting into. Mm-hmm. She does uh still call, which also just like a couple of moments at the very very beginning, we start mm-hmm. off so strong with mm-hmm. like learning a little bit about her as like a human, and yeah. then it, like gets a little convoluted for a hot second. Yeah. She still calls Trelawney a fraud after all of the events of last year. Which yeah. is still surprising to me. Like, don't get me wrong. Call her kooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> call her nutty. Especially after that second prophecy. Prophecy, yes. The yeah, second I got prophecy. You, I got you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. After the second prophecy, which she is right about. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they, everything she says is true. Yep. It happens. She still, at bare minimum, doesn't even believe that she's a seer. Like, still is yeah. like, she's a big old fraud. Yeah. Yeah. She does. She is given a classic Hermione, which sometimes I don't mind. In this moment, I I didn't mind it as much when they're like, oh, the author's like, they needn't know something. Hermione Mm -hmm. will know it. Yeah. I do. I did not mind at all that she knew about the other wizarding schools. I think that seemed right up her alley. Yeah. That she would have when she discovered she was a witch, Mm -hmm. did all the research she could to make sure she went to the best school. That makes so much sense to me. Yes. That was a fun little sight into that. Yeah. That feels like, yeah, she totally would have looked up what schools are possible to make sure it's not just Hogwarts she wants to get into or not. Right. Also in this book, I don't know about you. I don't know if it's because it is so big and dense mm-hmm. and now they, it can be more spread out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my notes and mentions of her throughout are not as fluid. Mm-hmm. They're like a little more all over the place. Yeah, I agree with that. Mine are too. It, it, she does. They give her the the house elf issue and that kind of overtakes her middle section of this book. Other than everyone's mm-hmm. while telling Harry that he needs to be doing his work for the tournament. And she kind of disappears in and out of that until we get to like the Rita rivalry. And yes. then it becomes about that. So it does feel like it kind of sporadically she pops in and out because there's just so many other characters in play and she's for not directly sure. involved in the tournament. So I, I she it feels a little more sporadic, this book, for her. A quick Ron moment with her. Malfoy comes in and is Malfoy. And he, in in this moment, Malfoy is is very terrible to them, leaves. And Ron, in frustration, breaks a glass window. Hermione is the one who comforts him and repairs the window real quick and makes sure that that he's okay. Mm -hmm. That says a lot about their relationship that she knows, Mm -hmm. even in this moment, that he is so utterly frustrated at Malfoy (laughs) yeah that he has to get out his frustration but Mm -hmm. she is confident it will not be at them yeah this is like a punching the pillow moment this is a screaming to your pillow moment but a window instead and she's the first to like put her arms around him fix the window and calm him down that does come up especially in the next book not taking things personally yes and so that is a cool trait of hers that you start seeing as she gets older where like when they're frustrated she knows it's not about their relationship that it's very much yes. like you're angry at something else and flat out will say in later books don't take this out on us yes so that's a mature that is fr- step yeah up. yeah yeah I no I, about her. I i yeah i i do too um and i think it reads well i think she understands her friends very well yes mm-hmm. and any moments that she doesn't understand them is because she's interested in ron which we yeah. start to see in this book a little bit and so she's a little blind 
mm-hmm. to some moments, you yeah. know, as as we all are when yes. we are young mm-hmm. and have crushes, you yes. know, you miss some things because yeah. you're just they're on a pedestal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she does show <laughs> uh, a little bit of empathy towards Neville when you have when the Cruciatus curse is used in front of him and she notices that it's bothering him and says something mm-hmm. about it. So there is she never it's asks not just him. No, no, never she doesn't ask him, him why. Just because huh, that was weird. The next thing I have is the big ones. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, I do um, have, before we get upset. Yeah. About, yes, yes, about yes. Spew. I know. I'm like, I feel like we're, yeah. we're both like, what do we say before we dive yeah. into Spew? Uh. This is connected to Spew, but a fun fact that might make Spew worse, but oh, it dear. is a cool history note. <laughs> That um, so Spew obviously in the book is the Society of Protection of Elvish Welfare. So this is the thing she creates. What a lot of people believe it is based on is actually called the Society of Promoting the Empowerment of Women. And it is Spew in history. And it was a one of the earliest British women's organizations. It was established in 1859 to promote training and the ability for women to get employment. So and it still exists today. It's a different name now. They've changed it a couple different times in like the, ni- the early 1900s. So the name itself is taken from a feminist movement in Britain, which is cool, which probably makes what we're about to talk about worse. But I did want yeah. to yeah. point out yeah. that for sure, for sure, fun for sure, for sure. fact before for we sure. dove into the problematicness of spew in the wizarding world. So there you go. You know, you know, I would <laughs> love to end this book strongly. So yeah. maybe let's go through the whole so. arc of spew. Let's just get. Yeah, out let's of the just way. get that done with. OK, the so. Spew. I, we do. I, I do want to preface yes. beforehand that I know uh, Andy has said this very well. Mm-hmm. What we are about to talk about, Spew, mm-hmm. is incredibly problematic, mm-hmm. is incredibly hurtful. Mm-hmm. And I understand. And honestly, it in moments it's racist. So yeah. I totally understand if uh, you want to scoot along past this part, yeah, just for a you know, bit. I understand. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's this is this is not fun. We are not mm-hmm. excited to talk about this. We are yeah. frustrated to talk about yeah. this. And if you have only watched the movies, they conveniently leave it all out. Yeah, which is great. And we uh-huh. are only able to for talk sure. about spew from the perspective of two white women. So we're also not going to be diving super deep mm-hmm, into mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. that we cannot personally attest to. Here we go. <laughs> with yeah, spew. just wanted it's, to just yeah, wanted to say yeah. that to make sure if, yeah. if, if this is triggering for people, I get it. Yeah. We I, I am not offended. Skip ahead. Forget Move it along, exists. Skip ahead. Yeah, <laughs> if you'd for like. a little bit. It starts off the idea of Hermione being an activist does not bother me. Yes. That's oh, really no, cool. No, no. That it's makes really cool perfect sense that she's trying to be an activist. It does. Yeah lean itself towards being the white savior story, which is a common thing you can see in film, literature. A lot of different stories have this like white savior character who comes in and is the the one that helps with a racist problem or is the voice for a marginalized community, which is problematic in itself. It exists a Mm -hmm. lot. This was written before a lot of people were exposed to how problematic this was. And that's, but that's not thing the today. thing that it's, angers me. Yeah, right. We still like, haven't like weeded yeah, out this yeah, white savior. Yeah. Thing yeah, yeah. It's we're still, still in the process of trying to yeah, get rid of that. Yeah. It's still um, a problem. It's still frustrating. Yeah. It's it's the treatment of what the elves are in this world mm-hmm. that becomes extremely angering. Yeah. And it's a little weird, too, because 
they are specifically house elves, yes. which opens the can of worms of are there other elves out there that mm. aren't house elves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have they taken a specific demographic of elf mm-hmm. and bred them into house elves? Because there are no, as we learned, there are no free house elves. They are yeah. essentially bred to work mm-hmm. and they their families continue to work for the same family yeah. forever. Now, something that since we were talking a little more vaguely about the the mm-hmm. background of this, yeah. Something that I find very <sighs> frustrating, curious, I don't know, is in this book, she constantly brings up the fact that there is nothing on house elves. Yeah. She's read all these things, she's read Hogwarts history, and house elves are not mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now I do believe that she's read all the books and learned all the things. Mm-hmm. But so we find out in Fantastic Peace and Where to Find Them, the written book, not the movie, that they had a meeting. The Ministry of Magic had a meeting to describe, to define mm-hmm. what was a people and what was a magical creature. So there was this whole thing with mer people mm-hmm. and goblins mm-hmm. and um, centaurs. Mm-hmm. who were all asked to come speak and mer people were like we will handle ourselves mm-hmm. centaurs never showed up they were like yeah mm, not about yeah. that life keeping that in mind yeah. she chose to make the history where she is defining people mm-hmm. what people mean which that doesn't bother me as much mm-hmm. in this world of fantasy where there yeah. are creatures and and they're trying to to define that and and help make peace and everything mm-hmm. She conveniently leaves out house elves of that, Mm -hmm. which, you know, in comparison to Thestrals, who are beautiful winged creatures who Mm -hmm. cannot speak and they're very animalistic. Yeah. Yeah. House elves are right up there with goblins. And have magic. And they have really strong magic and and the intelligence to use it. Yeah. So why were they not mentioned? Yeah. That's super, super weird. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Don't know if yeah. someone realized their mistake and it was too late. Yeah. Or if they were just glossing over that or yeah. simply forgot. Either way, that is mm-hmm. rough town. Yeah. So I did I just did want to mention that because it's very interesting that they it feels <sighs> it feels like because they weren't invited into that, that we're supposed to categorize them as like a an a working animal, for lack of a better term, in our world. Even though they're on the fountain. Yes. In the ministry. Yes. They're, in the ministry. They have the a goblin, a centaur, and a house elf. So all yeah. Working mm-hmm. together. Um, yeah. of course before Voldemort comes and makes it terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's just like some of these things, I'm like, you are not helping yourself. No, it just makes it worse because it wasn't thought through. And if you're gonna do this type of arc, you need it to be specific and thought yes, through. Because <laughs> Hermione would have read all that. Yep. Hermione would have known all that and it would have made her more upset mm-hmm. that they're not mentioned in anything. Yeah. Which just catapults her into this this whole just snowball effect mm-hmm. of of spew. Yeah. Of trying to to help them. And then it gets more problematic because they don't want help. This is where like she makes it really fuzzy of she humanizes the house elves in a way that is trying to make them a marginalized community where Dobby is a, a leader of it. And Hermione is trying to help. But then the way she talks about 
the elves themselves and then everyone else around her, including Hagrid, which was a big deal to me because Mm -hmm. he's someone who truly cares about magical creatures. And if he believed there was injustice, I know he would be upset, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. for, For him to deny that the spew badge that she makes because she I mean she makes a manifesto she makes a board mm-hmm. like it's impressive yeah um, yeah yeah she goes all out yeah so it, it's set up to be a really cool like trying it her way into activism thing but she says things like that's because they are uneducated and brainwashed she says things <sighs> that are really really problematic about the people and she doesn't go she doesn't go to talk to them at all. No, and when she does, she puts words into their mouths. Exactly. She, when, she, a- when she talks to Winky, I would love to to just yeah. like get mm-hmm. Spew out of the way. I know yeah. Spew comes back in later books. Yes. And for all those listening, for anyone, yeah, I would love for yeah. just us to like talk about it all regardless of book and just be yes. done with it. So yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. to keep yeah, talking about it. In the, yeah, and the other books don't get really mad at her too. So yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah, let's just like get it over with. Yeah. Um, yeah, in later books, she goes when she finally does talk to them mm-hmm. and like talking to Winky a couple of times and, and hearing about what she's, she's like. Mm-hmm. Literally, the sweet house elves of Hogwarts kick her out of the cafeteria mm-hmm. or the kitchens rather because she is just forcing words into mm-hmm. Winky's mouth, which is making Winky more upset. And that whole scenario is just frustrating because she's yeah. like, well, see Dobby, he needs to do this. Wait, you don't want more money? What the heck? Mm-hmm. Winky is crying harder. It's She's like, I, I, I would be disgraced. I am not, yeah. you know. And it just, that whole conversation, it goes back to that her like not really reading the room yep. kind of thing, which just makes Spew in that moment even more uncomfortable because the elves are totally happy being slaves yeah well that's and and (laughs) and dumbledore is so open to hiring and Mm -hmm. like he does there's no resistance at all no so you it's problematic in a lot of different ways where the elves themselves if you're painting them as a marginalized community Mm -hmm. you have everyone but dobby that we meet is super Mm. okay with the situation which is not It's problematic in itself. So you're also For having sure. a marginalized community who is being called uneducated. But if it is a hierarchy that only one person is upset with that we meet, it feels like a more fantastical, non-human, like it, it's, it mm-hmm. shouldn't be humanized as if it is like right. a, a very specific magical thing. So it's a magical it, creature. Yeah. And she's not trying to help them. She's not asking them what they want. She's not making sure that they're working conditions. No, like, she's, she's unionizing applying, them. No, like, she's applying what she thinks they should have yeah, yeah. to them. Yeah. So it's, yeah, <sighs> that's when it gets super. That's it. You're not writing a activist story. You're writing someone forcing activism into a situation where no one asked for her help. Like, that's, yeah. it's, it, it, that's, it's just so. It's like two sides to this, like, really uncomfortable coin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because then later you have all of the elves, like, fighting in the war. Yeah. For, for their captors. Yeah. And I think it's supposed to make you feel better that, like, Dobby was treated horribly. Yes. And, and nobody, he needed to get like, out. He sh- there should have been a system in place. Yeah. Right. Winky was not treated horribly. Winky seems to be actually she seems to have been taken care of quite well. Yeah. So it's understandable that she is upset that mm-hmm. she leaves this home that she. Yeah. W- I mean, truly was her home. Yeah. And the, the elves at Hogwarts, we know nothing but that they are comfortable there and treated well. 
it, I think that's supposed to make you feel a little better about forced slavery, but I don't know if it does. I yeah, don't know. That's, I, I don't get, think that aged well. I don't. It, mm. Yeah, it's just because it's not. <laughs> you're not treating a marginalized community who either you're making them so brainwashed, quote unquote, that they're totally happy where they are, or mm. you're making it a fantastical thing where like their purpose is that. And that's what they're happy to do. And you just have one who breaks free. Like, it's so, so weird. It's so weird because it's not written in a way where you can even discuss that that they want different things. It's just so weird. And it's, it's not it's done well. It's just so well. one-sided yeah. from Hermione. From which her. is why we only, only get yeah. what we are telling you. Because it's just from her side. She's the only one who wants it. Yeah. Um, more of her not reading the room. She does forcibly put pins on people she makes people sign yeah. up she gets super weird about it even it says too that even when people are interested in what she is saying mm-hmm. she derails it and scares them off yeah so like, why are you having her so bad at it if you're trying to also yes. make it a part of like it's right right it, it's <sighs> it's biz- it's bizarre to me yeah how terrible she is at it especially knowing where she ends up in the world yes it just like you said, the activism, right on. Yeah. How she's doing it, why? It's so, and maybe if she had taken the time to actually go talk to people about how they're treated and realize Dobby's the only mm-hmm. one that, because it is like Dobby's situation was horrible. Yeah. If, if yeah. I was looking at it. And you love that he got out of that. Yeah. You love that for him. I, if I was Th- that was not at problematic it. at all. His abuse, obviously, do not condone that. But I oh, think his behavior not. of getting out was really great and you feel for him and that's why Dobby is such a strong character as opposed to yeah. some of these other house elves that we meet yeah are very like Winky is very problematic others <laughs> yeah a lot of very problematic yeah. moments but yeah I, I I wish we could shed bright like more positive light on dispute but I yeah. I don't think we can I think it is truly no. if yeah <laughs> it, it could have been a positive Active, I mean, it still would have been a white savior story. Like that's that's for sure. There's no for way sure. to not make Absolutely. it that. But it could have been where the the house elves were like, okay, if she went and talked to them, and they're like, you know what, these are some things we'd like to have a day off or something, and and then you could have had Dumbledore and like the Hogwarts have be a positive change in the world, you know, like and and work towards that. But why would yeah? It, it's, why, it just why was it this horribly her. problematic? And she says all these horrible things about yes. them, and I just it's. <laughs> It's like you just you're making it about you. You're making mm-hmm. this whole uh-huh. thing about you. And it mm-hmm. is makes me not like her. Like it's yeah. and she was taking so many good steps, you know? She was getting to that point of like becoming more of a rounded character and having some empathy for her friends and then this hits and it it it's written I think the author was trying to make her a really good forefront fighting against a lot of adversity and yes. it just made her really really unlikable. Yeah, and it's super uncomfortable. So I'm yeah. very glad they cut that from the movies because yes. it's. Yeah. Cause I then, think that was a good choice. And and in the next few books, she's like knitting sweaters and trying to trick them into yeah. getting free. That's terrible. It's so horrible. They and literally then, stop cleaning the Gryffindor Tower because yeah. she keeps leaving stuff around. You're now trying to trick them into. Like, it's just so bad. Trick them out of out of. It's just out it's of their just, job. Like I don't. Just without talking to them, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Like it she just doesn't care what they think. It's all about what she believes is right without any concern of what this actual what, community wants. Right. And it's right. 
really problematic and very frustrating. And that's kind of where it ends, where like Dobby ends up is the only one cleaning the Gryffindor Tower mm-hmm. and has all the sweaters and hats mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and takes them. So she thinks it's working. And then we come to find out that she's made Dobby's life harder by uh-huh. being the only one to clean the entire Gryffindor room. And it's never resolved. It's she never, never resolved. drops it. Yep. She never... She never talks about it again after, yeah. uh, like, you know, because more important things happen. Yeah. But it just seemed strange. Yeah. And I don't know if this was a look at how active she is. Like, she's going to go into the ministry. Yeah. But it just felt like she did it so poorly. Yeah. She did it so poorly. I yeah. just didn't understand. So it's just all, it's all problematic. Yeah. The whole thing could have just not been there. Yeah. It didn't need to happen. Like, why no. even put it in? Why do that? that? Point? Why? Why not there, make there, it muggle rights? Something she actually yeah. is a there, part there of. Been, right. There would have been so many things that they could have done yeah. where she could have been an activist. Yeah. Why was she in any of these extracurricular mm-hmm. school activities that we find out that the school had? Yeah. Yeah. There were, you know, there were all sorts of different clubs and things yeah. that she could have been a part of to fulfill that side of her yeah. instead of a very uncomfortable yeah tinged with racism conversation that yep. continued uncomfortably throughout the books yep mm-hmm. and that she couldn't resolve because she written herself into a horrible uh-huh. corner like uh-huh. mm-hmm. yep so that's uh they had spew yeah Ooh, to, however uh yeah. just to put the icing on the uh, spew cake yeah um <laughs> something <laughs> that is different in the movies that happens in the books so mm-hmm. uh in the movies when hermione and ron kiss it is down in the um chamber of secrets yeah now spew is another thing because ron is from an old wizarding family mm-hmm. he's like no this is just like how it is yeah like mom would love a house elf you know yeah. that's which is its own problem yeah. in and of itself. Yep, yep, yep. but it's that reminder that ron is still has a heart <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's not, yeah where when they in the books mm-hmm they have gone down to the Chamber of Secrets. Ron mm-hmm. has gotten them in. They have bags full of fangs. Yep. So they're ready to get the Horcruxes. And it's been this moment of like Ron's idea and Hermione's thrilled. And they're already riding that high of like, okay, we have a solution. Yeah. We have a solution to this problem. And then, oh my gosh, the battle's about to start. And Ron says, which I think makes this this kiss very satisfying for both of them. Yeah. Ron says, well, what about the house elves? We have to tell them too. Yeah. They're in the kitchens. They won't know. Because Ron's yeah. not for. Yeah. But he still like, cares this, this about the creatures. He still cares about them. <laughs> so, and I think that him caring. Yeah. For her, I think it was a lot more than what he realized he was saying, which yeah. like, makes it yeah. very Ron. Yeah. But uh, in that moment, mm-hmm. she drops all the fangs she's holding, throws her arms around him and kisses him. Yeah. Because she is so thrilled yeah. that he also cares. Mm hmm. Because that was never a question, but she yeah. never asked. Yeah. But just for a sweet yeah. end to a nasty tasting cake, it yeah. is very... <laughs> and it motivates find... that kiss in the middle of it. Like, it really, yes. like, pushes that. And, like, and yeah. it's so satisfying. Yeah, it is. When the, In the books, you're just like, yes, this is what gets them together after all of this, like, casual yeah. bickering and these little yeah. moments that maybe, not maybe, it's not the right moment. Yeah. And then, of course, it's very funny with third world Harry being like, yeah. mm, guys, not hey. the time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That is a very satisfying moment that I do appreciate. Yeah. Um, that probably still could have happened without Spew. And yeah. Yeah. Even if she had just cared, like, oh my gosh, we have all these households in Hogwarts. Like, that's and never new. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just there's so many things. There's so many things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I apologize to yeah. everyone about just that conversation. It, yeah. I, but I, we felt that, I and mean, I talked about this, we felt that we really needed to talk about it because yeah. we're not going to shy away from mm-hmm. characters and their motivations. And we wanted to give you all of Hermione, yep. the positives and the negatives. Yeah. Guys, we made it. We did. <laughs> we made, we it. made, we made now, it through. Made it through. If you're rewound, welcome back. Or if you fast forwarded, welcome, welcome here. <laughs> Um, welcome here um yeah yeah so welcome back uh we will now dive into let's see what what do we want to talk about next bobat in this are we gonna get yeah, angry again we could do like a little short little angry yeah yeah because like, yeah. we talked about this a lot with Bo, with uh fleur and and it gets more episodes. important later yeah not important but it gets more frustrating later yeah yeah she does instantly hate fleur before we even find out it's fleur yeah she's like go home yeah it's well, and the hate towards she automatically disses Bo, uh, Bobaton a lot in it, and it does. What makes me more angry about it is knowing that she went to France, like she's been to France as a vacation. <laughs> so uh, she actually could probably she probably maybe picked up a couple phrases in French, and maybe she mm-hmm. could have like actually befriended this group of people who sat with the Ravenclaws, which makes you feel like they have more of a like a higher book learning feeling to them which is you know what it just is presented as like i feel like she could have befriended a couple people in france and it would have been cool and the whole point is to meet people right right but she's so bad at people and yeah yeah, that was that was really strange she doesn't make a whole lot of comments about floor Mm -hmm. after that in this book particularly but that was it seemed kind of odd, especially since she had read all about the Tribes of Tournaments mm-hmm. in the past and knew everything that happened mm-hmm. because Hogwarts history. Like, how Did big is this darn book? I yeah. just have so many questions. Yeah, it's got to be history. like the amount of subjects that this covers is Is ridiculous. it volumes? Is it's it an encyclopedia? Yeah. Like, I yep. have so many questions. Yep. Uh, that's just, I don't, I don't know, girl. I don't know why you're suddenly mad at them. But mm-hmm. on a sweet note, I do appreciate that when everybody is drooling over Cedric. Yeah. She's like, she admires him for how good of a student he is, and then yeah. he's a prefect. Like yeah. that's what she's like, wow, <laughs> I am in priorities. <laughs> and that felt very Hermione. Yeah, it did. You know, did. I was like, okay, this is this is a cute, sweet moment. Yeah. I get it. I get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy that. I like that she was really happy that Angelina put her name in. Yeah. That was really cool. Cause it would have been cool for her Angelina to be in it. She does get hit with the ricochet jinx after another mudblood fight and gets her teeth permanently shrunk. <laughs> yes. And this is this is where Hermione is a, a little frustrating part about her that we kind of yep. talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this is not, it doesn't make me angry by any yeah, means, yeah, yeah. but it is a little bit like, hmm. It seems like Hermione picks and chooses when she wants to feel feminine. Yes, that's true. But not in a way that feels organic. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she's trying, it doesn't feel like she's exploring herself or yeah. like trying to see where she fits in. Mm-hmm. It just feels like some moments she's going to be prettier. Yep. And it just, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah. like, that was one of those moments where mm-hmm. she, her parents are dentists and, and first oh, yeah. of all, how have they not done anything about her teeth to begin with? Yeah. But then she suddenly cares what her teeth look like. So mm-hmm. she lets Madame Pomfrey shrink them past Mm-hmm. what her teeth actually are because mm-hmm. her front teeth are supposed to be a little bigger and yeah. um, she shrinks them down to normal, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. if Hermione wasn't so weird about everybody else 
being pretty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would feel very... You could connect to that. Like, as you're growing up being yeah, a teenager, sure. like, oh, my gosh, if you have an opportunity to fix, like, an aspect with magic, yes. like, go for it. <laughs> right, right, right. You have the insecurities. Yeah. You, you, you can kind of get rid of that or you live with that. You see something that's really sweet. Is that Ron didn't even notice? Yeah, that was really <laughs> cute. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, Harry is the first to notice. Yeah. You know, Ron, Ron just, like, yeah. sees her and yeah. is, you know, mm-hmm. not as aware that didn't affect how he saw her at all. Yeah. Yeah. I it just, especially since she gets so weird about how pretty girls are. Yeah. Yeah. There's, just, I feel like there's some like high school hate written into her character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Which like, I'm like, what are we doing? What yeah. are we doing? Yeah. But you know, whatever. We do have a couple of moments of like her going to like be Hermione and like be unthoughtful in her word choices to Harry and yeah. Ron being like, like giving her a look and being yeah. like, this is not the moment. Let him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. And vice versa of of her shooting Ron a look to not say anything about Hagrid's hair. Yeah. Um, you're kind of seeing that kind of like that buildup of their friendship where they can now they are now at the point where they can just look at each other yes. and, and be like, this is what I'm thinking is not. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And this Which is, is the, also kind of fun. Yeah. And this is the book where we talked a little bit earlier about how they get to the point where every where friends fight and someone becomes a mediator to the group constantly. And this is where Ron and uh, Harry get in kind of a, a row about him being in the tournament. And so she plays the mediator to this fight multiple times. Yes. And I do enjoy in the movie, the like where she's yes. going back and forth, like you tell him and you tell her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's, it's a very like funny and fun that um, was but, endearing yeah. and felt very like Ron would set that up. Yes. And Hermione would begrudgingly. Yes. Like that felt very organic, even though it wasn't in the books. Like that yeah. felt right. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> that kind of stuff is what's kind of happening. Because she does tell Harry, like, Ron told me to tell you the blah, blah, blah. And then the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, that didn't happen. But how they did in the movie capsulated a lot of what she had to do. Because she's sure. on Harry's side from the beginning. She's the one yes. person who from the beginning is like, you couldn't possibly have gotten through Dumbledore's magic. So I know you're not lying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I do, I do that. like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I love that she she is so helpful of him. You do see a little bit of like her not having really other friends, but yeah. them and her Hagrid, because like when they're angry at each other, we see Ron hanging out with the other boys from mm-hmm. their grade and, mm-hmm. and things. But uh, there are it does make for some from really sweet moments of Hermione and Harry staying in like McGonagall has to give them an office because yeah. she's so sick of just like finding them everywhere. Yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> she's like, and it's both of them together mm-hmm. learning spells that are well above their, yeah. their level, yeah. trying to figure them out. Mm-hmm. And neither of them being teachers themselves. I mm-hmm. think that was really cool. And something that I enjoyed is throughout all of that, it was entirely platonic. Yes. Yes. And in this book, you can see where Hermione starts to have those moments mm-hmm. with Ron mm-hmm. where she gets very jealous when Ron looks at Floor too long, mm-hmm. even though everybody's gaping at Floor. Yeah, because, you know, um, magic. Viva. Right. There's a lot of her control. <laughs> yeah. Like she, you know, she gets very jealous of Ron in moments. Mm-hmm. And with all of this time she spends with Harry, it never feels like she wants to try something or like she's hoping yeah. for anything. It's yeah. truly, this is a mission. She's working on it. She wants to keep Harry alive. Does she remain naggy? And is like, why are you doing all these things? Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, but- she's still herself, but she is trying yeah. to be a really good, like, coach. You know, she's trying yeah. to be a coach for Harry in this really troubling time. Right. And and we do find out in later books that she's not that great of a teacher. No. So for her to go out on this limb mm-hmm. um, and, like, find these spells and do the research to look everything up to try to help him as much as she can mm-hmm. is is very cool. And remember, she still has the maximum number of classes you can take. Yep. Without doubling up. Yep. Right now. Like she still has a higher workload than either of the boys. Yep. It's impressive like, what she gets done. Get it, girl. Know? Yeah. Get it. And I do, I do appreciate that. And then we get, we start to get crumb. Like she mentions of him. Oh, she, she says yes. he's not even good looking, you know, like things to, right, right. when the girls are giggling about him. She kind of scoffs at all the girls having that like crush on crumb. And then you start seeing Ron's jealousy with him and, I yes, because Ron, yeah. like her, and, mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. both like starting to feel yeah. things for each other. But yeah. I don't even know if they totally realize it. Like no. I think Hermione is like, okay, I think I could date Ron, and I think Ron's like, why does Hermione feel different to me? Yeah, well, it's a, you, <laughs> you know, know like, hey, I mean? you're a girl. Like before her big yeah. blow up at him, it's like, yes, <laughs> thank you for noticing, sir. Like, right. and that feels very teenagery. Like that for just feels sure. like it's it's a good sure. little like spats that happen and. Yeah, I'm not upset with Ron in these yeah. moments because yeah. I truly think he's trying to figure out his feelings because we do find out later that like he is the last person to be with anybody. Yeah. He is just sweet yeah. old Ron living his life. He's not like that's not something he's thinking about. So yeah. that made sense to me. Her being upset with him because she, I think, knows her feelings for him. Yeah. Yeah. And it does make sense when we hear later that she talked to Ginny mm-hmm. about Harry Yep. And I bring I know this isn't until later, but I bring this up now mm-hmm. because did she accept Crumb because she was taking her own advice? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I and not that Crumb's bad. I think no. Crumb and her work really well together. Mm-hmm. I love that she starts out being like, I hate that he's in the library all the time because like people follow him around. It's super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's really in, the, the like crumb, it's very endearing. They work yeah. together. The Crumb relationship is very sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. The only issue I had was that why make him 18, make him 17? Because then you yeah. get like the legal thing because she's 14 in this book. I well, think. it's still it's still illegal, even if he's 17, because in Wizarding World, 17 is <gasps> adult. an adult. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only thing that like when you start looking at the ages, it feels a little odd just because that 14 to 18 is, is a very a, big difference. As, especially yeah. when he is already into the adult world, if that makes sense. Yes. Like he is a professional Quidditch yeah. player. Yeah. So he already has just like life experience. Yeah. That she doesn't have, you know? Yeah. And I appreciate the um, maturity of yeah. him. Oh, like for I, sure. And I love a get it that you get the like most sought after person at the but like I love that for yeah. her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that they connect. Yeah. Something too in the in the movies that I like I was okay with yeah. is she talks about, oh, he's a very physical being and like whatever. Yeah. And that's not the case in the books. No. He loves, he loves just talking to her a brain. normal girl. It's just and so that's nice. truly, yeah. Hermione is truly, when you think, like I've, I brought this up a few times, like outside of her experiences at Hogwarts, she's a regular girl. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have the crazy backstories that some of these other characters have. She is yeah. just a girl who likes learning things. And I think that is so charming yeah. and relaxing to Crumb that she is not all over him. Yeah. That she truly doesn't, she's not in that. She's not in awe of him. Mm-hmm. She likes him for him. Yeah. And very clearly he likes her 
mm-hmm. more than she likes him. Well, yeah, um, and I remember yeah. rereading the books as an adult, and I <laughs> I remember calling you after reading book yeah. four. <laughs> And be like, why is she treating Crumb like shit? Like, why is she not, like, being nicer to this person who's clearly nice to her and really likes her for her? And I was just so upset that Crumb, like, gets the short end of her stick. Because after the second, uh, after the second thing, she completely ignores him after he saved her from the water. And I'm like... She Come goes on. over to yeah. She goes over to Hermione or Hermione. Harry. Yeah. She goes over to Harry and is like, "Oh my gosh, you did it!" Yeah, poor Crumb. Yeah, that I was a little <laughs> bummed about because yeah. even if you are still fighting those feelings for Ron, yeah, which I get it, yeah. I get it, girl. Yeah. Like that's tough. Enjoy him a little he's bit. So, yeah. He's so sweet and he's he seems very caring. Yeah. Obviously they snogged at some point because yeah, it's mentioned. He says it. But like, I don't know. It just yeah. he seemed like really, really good for her. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. This is just seems to be a rolling theory or an, not theory of a um continuous trope of this series of we just need to get rid of this person yeah that's like, it, it didn't really, make, it didn't feel like he would have left that quickly because they were yeah. pen pals like it he wanted her to come visit in the summer right and right they seem to have a really it, good time at the party like right, it, right. Yeah. they just like fell apart i don't know the yeah. only organic breakup in this entire series is Ginny and dean yeah to me yeah. that is the only organic breakup that i see because like yep. everything else seems like oh shoot they work really well together. Darn it. We need <laughs> like, to get rid of them yeah. so they can end up with their OTPs. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, Agreed. so yeah. But that is really endearing. I do, I do enjoy their, their relationship. I love that she has a blast yeah. at the ball. Yeah. Um, I don't like that at the movie it ends where she's like crying on the stairs by herself. Yeah, because she says goodnight to Crumb and then the, the screaming match happens in the common room. Yes. Rather than the in very, the middle of the end. hall. Yeah. Right, right. She's still like has like the whole night is still beautiful for her. Yeah. It wasn't like cut short because of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. I also, and this is another one of those moments where I don't... <sighs> I don't know what the directors were thinking mm-hmm. of book four or not thinking or the writers because Hermione goes back and forth with like, I don't like girls who are really pretty, but then yeah. like, I want to be really pretty sometimes, yeah. but like, I don't like it. Yeah. But like, yes. Um, yeah. That kind of bit. It confused me that they put her in a pink dress. It was so feminine because the periwinkle was just like very cinderella And maybe that's why yeah. they didn't want to do it. But like, I feel like it was perfect for her. Like, I really yeah, cause it wanted still that. Was like, yeah, it was like feminine and still because this is a big moment for her. It is a ball. Who doesn't want to look beautiful? Yeah. When you go to the old ball. But it did feel stra- like the, the blue worked for her because it's still yeah. like a strong color. Yeah. It makes sense for her. So I don't know if they wanted to to really. Yeah. Really go the opposite. That, yeah. And put her in pink. Um, It's still it still works. I think it's still a pretty dress. Oh, I very much. Yeah. To it. Um, very feminine. It works for yeah. her really well. But I just, I yeah. wonder why you went with pink instead of yeah. the blue, because the blue reads more Hermione to me. Yeah. And I always like a good glow up entrance. Like, who doesn't like the rom-com, like, oh, for sure. transformation moment? I wish Pavardi, and we talked about this in students, I wish her roommates were part of it. I, it makes me sad yeah. that she, like, escaped and did it by herself for the reveal. Like, I get mm-hmm. that it's cool that they don't know either, but it would have been right. cool if she had had but a bonding moment. That. Yeah, we don't get that in the books yeah. of her 
Pavardi being excited about it. Like yeah. I do love that moment in the movies mm-hmm. where Pavardi notices and goes, "Oh my gosh, she's beautiful." Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yes, Pavardi." And that yes. ma- and that's that red berry organic. Like she totally would say that. Yeah. And be shocked because yeah. she hasn't seen her. It, it is it is fun and it, yeah. and it, it, you appreciate Hermione more. Yeah. Not just the boys and people are saying it. It's like Pavardi also. Yes. Who lives with yeah. her and sees her every day. Yeah. It's it like, means oh my more. gosh. Yeah. She's stunning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that Neville asked her to the ball at some point. Yeah. I thought that was It really made sweet. so much sense. Yeah. Because he's comfortable with her. <laughs> yeah. 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 It felt very like it didn't feel like maybe I have a big crush on you. It yeah. felt very like she's nice to me. Yeah. She's someone that she I trust to not make me, me feel embarrassed. All night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I I like that a lot. And I like that she has had that impact on him. Yes. And not realizing it. But I, I do. I do like that for her. Yeah. I love that we see a little bit. It's a touch of like her and, and Jenny's friendship where we see yes. them where they like are casually chatting. We see them at breakfast together. Mm-hmm. Or we see them walking to the pitch together. We see mm-hmm. them you know doing little things together and them talking about each other as if they do have conversations so we do have a little bit mm-hmm. of at, at bare minimum an acquaintance happening which is nice yeah. because we just don't see her with anybody else yeah yeah and we, and we get that we know that they're talking about things that she wouldn't be comfortable talking about to harry and ron because she tells jenny about crumb asking her out like mm-hmm. it's a, i think that's mm-hmm. a cool that she has someone else to go to because we have noticed how little friends she has maintained at the school so it is nice right, that she has right. someone else that she you know yeah has gotten to know it seems a like bit she more. she loses her a little bit because does, yeah, you know yeah. jenny and luna are bffs yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah but she has someone she has someone to go yes. to to talk about those kinds of things and that that makes me happy yes. for her i don't know she needs that she does we do get the beginnings of the well actually the full like rita rivalry in yes. this because she tries to yes. make she she starts the hatred with like all the articles that Rita is writing obviously mm-hmm. um, doesn't really pay too much mind to the gossip column which is kind of ni- like nice that she's strong enough in herself about that she does try to make Hagrid look really good when Rita comes to visit and I, I appreciate that she tries yeah. to make his class like there's, look really there's great there's a lot and... of like really sweet moments with her and Hagrid yeah um, but yeah she does try to make him look good so that mm-hmm. Rita can't say anything nasty about him it does not work but no. She tries. She tries. Yes, she tries. <laughs> uh, then she, you know, she may, creates a nemesis by calling her horrible to her face. Mm-hmm. And then I do, mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy that she like throws off like all the articles that Rita starts writing about her and Harry. And like yes. the crumb is really concerned about it for like a hot second. Yeah. <laughs> to really where sweet. he like asks Harry, he's yeah. like, "Are you sure? Like, I just really want to make sure." Which yeah. says a lot about his character it too. Does I love that, that he for respects him. Harry enough to ask him? Yeah, I love you that. know doesn't want to get involved so, in something that's like complicated like that. Yeah, like. Yeah. like it's really sweet. Hermione, what were, why didn't you just enjoy this sweet boy for a year or two? <sighs> for like, yeah, just like while, the know, summer. Have a summer fling and yeah, then like it falls apart because of long distance. Like, you know? Like yes, it's, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Why, why are we, why are we yeah. weird for so long? Because she kept, she kept like writing him. Yeah. In the next year for a little bit. And then he shows up in the book seven randomly at the wedding. So that's. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, come on. Yeah. Why, what are we doing? What, mm-hmm. what are we doing? But, uh, yes. Anyway, yeah, the rivalry with mm-hmm. Rita Skeeter. Mm-hmm. So in the movies they do, at first watching it, I was like, this is annoying. But at the same time, they have to fit so much into one movie. Oh, yeah. So I, 
in the end, I do not mind at all that mm-hmm. to help push these narratives and to cut that down a little bit, her like running into the tent and hugging him and like reading yeah, the picture yeah. and doing that made total sense. Yes. So uh, they got everything they needed in that one moment. Mm-hmm. And her victory in the end is is problematic. Wow, we. It's like, let's, it's let's chat about that. Because like <laughs> at first when you're reading her. as a kid. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, you're like, oh, it's a bug. We'll put it in a little jar with poke holes in it. It'll be fine. Justice. And you're like, as an adult, you're like, that is a whole ass human. Yeah. yeah. That is a whole adult. <laughs> you just, yeah. just committed a felony. And it gets and it gets so much worse because it's like she captures her. It takes her away from Hogwarts on the express. And it's like a week before she releases her. So like, yes. full on kidnaps and- a human. Bug form. In bug form. And then continues to blackmail her into unemployment. So it, what starts like, oh, yeah, she got her justice. Rita should be, you know, taken down a little bit. But then it when <laughs> you're right. When I read it as an adult, I went, ooh, that's she's yeah. a gossip mm. columnist. You mm. know, like mm. it's not she's she's writing a lot of like rumors, but like that's her job. Like, I don't. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Especially from someone who's very like. Don't let this affect. Yeah. Blackmailing to like me. not write lies about Harry or yes, something. Or Hagrid. Or Hagrid. Or, or outing, outing secrets, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Like really she should have turned her in. But I understand like it could have been Azkaban is like the worst thing that could have happened from that. So I understand not wanting her to go to that fate. Um, mm-hmm. But blackmailing to like protect friends, I could have accepted as like justice for her. But the full yeah. like not writing anymore for the Daily Prophet, as we learn later is really rough is yeah 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 yeah. i did have one (laughs) one. and i don't think she understood i don't think she understood what she was doing no because she's so young i don't think she understood that rita needed money yeah yeah it didn't feel like she was malicious during it it was just that it was very like she just doesn't know yeah she's a child yeah 14 yeah yeah. i have one question mark for so and this could just be (laughs) This is for like the wizarding world as a whole, but specifically yeah, with her, yeah. she's a muggle. So they're all, they're mm-hmm. trying so hard to find out how to breathe underwater for an hour, right? Yes. Does scuba gear not exist? Could he have not gotten a scuba tank? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they both mm-hmm. live in the muggle world and it's modern day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how could mm-hmm. they have just like uh-huh. used muggle technology as like a really cool way to yep. bring it in and just had scuba gear and been the safest of everyone in the entire thing. Who knows? It Who really knows? that really bothered until the Grinch rolls pull your tank off. But well, you know, but, but yeah, yeah. What the heck? What like are we doing? Yeah. Like the, that is the, an excellent point. It should have been an <laughs> option. It should have been like yeah, if you don't find. I don't for know. Sure. If the rules like you have to use magic. Like you can't bring anything but your wand. Maybe I could get but, on board with that. But like the fact but even that then, it was they it, could do another. Akio, Akio, yeah, because yeah. he, yeah, he brought his broom, so he's a scuba tank. Like they know about it, they know it exists. <laughs> but a bit he of a gilly cool. weed right before he jumped in, like yeah, it just could bring things. Yeah, yeah, that, that is an excellent point. <laughs> that really bothered me. This read through, I went, wait a minute, we we go underwater all the time. Yeah, like <sighs> yeah. So that was my one what? note of like their muggle knowledge could have been an advantage. Mm-hmm. In this moment, and, and it didn't no. happen, so that was my just kidding. <laughs> my funny book four thought. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I do book four. There is a little bit, just another Ron thing. Yeah. Um, you do see them. 
because they bicker like an old married couple. Mm-hmm. They truly mm-hmm. do. And you're seeing them start to like fall into that pattern yeah. of sometimes they outright don't speak to each other. And other times they just like pretend they're they're not fighting. Yeah. Even though they are, but they like yeah. pretend they're not. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> which is very funny to me. I think it's very endearing and yeah. feels like just an old married couple of yeah. the choices they make of like when to bicker when not to bicker yes there's a really sweet line in deathly hollows part one where she's like i'm always mad at him yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so and i'm like yeah it, it's it's that that the beginnings of that relationship where mm-hmm. their relationship is one of those where like the tensions are high mm-hmm. so that the ending is satisfying if that makes yes. sense they, they have these tensions to like to come together i do appreciate that it's built in like in the books you just feel yeah. that relationship be a little bit more organic because of those mm-hmm. li- little interactions that you start yes. in the movies it kind of comes out of like all of a sudden it's happening mm-hmm. because you, you can only mm-hmm. fit so much like i get it like right, these right, are right, much right, bigger right. books that they're squishing into a couple hours but sure, it, it, sure. in the books i do think they built in that relationship much much more organically which i appreciate yes i think that's all i got for book four we got Blackmailing and kidnapping. We have problematic <laughs> elf stuff. We have hmm. it's, it's, a lot happens in this book. So thank you for bearing with us through it book does. four. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, Justice mm-hmm. for Crumb. I mean, what? Yeah, um, right. I remember. I remember <laughs> calling you after finishing the book. I'm like, why is she not with this Crumb for a little bit? Like, why? Yeah, yeah. Because so. also, um, I get that it's not as important, but it's like kind of vague about. Yeah. Are they dating? Are they not yeah. dating? Yeah. For like a lot of characters, except for Ginny. Yeah. Because reasons, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, this is this is like the start of some some big, big stuff. Yeah. So I guess we should probably move on to book five, but we've now been talking for quite so some time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to pull a Deathly Hollows. Part one. Part one. (laughs) And give you a part two for Hermione. Because I don't want to cut her short. She is a lead heroine of this series. So we're gonna we we get into some good stuff later. So So. I I do I want to do it justice. We both want to do it justice. So here ends thus ended part one thank you all for joining (laughs) us for this episode you get a nice bonus episode next week because we talk so much about hermione so join us for our final actual final episode next week for part two see you then Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. We had so much to talk about with our final witch that one episode just wasn't enough. So tune in next week as we wrap up season two with our discussion about the one and only Hermione Granger. If you enjoyed listening today, we'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast and share with friends. If you really enjoyed our discussion, you can find more behind the scenes content, a peek at our research notes, and even entire bonus episodes on Patreon. Each month, we release a full After Hours episode where we will discuss each movie adaptation and don't hold back. You can reach us on social media. Links to all our platforms can be found in our About section. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. And fuck turfs. This podcast episode is sponsored by Hazel Society, a shop that creates magical apparel. You can find them at Hazel Society Shop on Instagram. Damsels in Dialogue is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. Thank you.